Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. It's time. We are here today to discuss the truest of Disney Channel classics, High School Musical 2. Some might say the greatest movie of all time. Certainly, I would say the greatest film of the franchise. And I, I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of heat for that. I feel like I'm going to get a lot of heat for I, that. I said that this weekend with friends and I got heat for it. Yeah. And I don't give a shit. I am being... I'm prepared con- to lose friends. I am, I am saying something so controversial, yet so brave. I'm coming out here hoping to make enemies lose fans. Don't care. No. It's the best out of the three. You cannot make an argument for the other two after watching this. I watched half of it last night, half of it this morning. And guess what, guys? No notes. And by no notes, I mean have roughly 17 pages. A lot of pages of notes for me. But a lot of it, it might just be the script. I think I just started writing funny shit they were saying. Oh, multiple times. Like, Uh, I was not, I didn't have commentary, really. I was just like, "Mm, this is great. Well, I think that's a good point you pulled up. I think some people aren't as down with this one because I think it's inherently trying to be a bit funnier than the first one. It's got a bit of a goofier tone. Not like so Which overt. is good because these movies are fucking nonsense. <laughs> I okay, In the best way. Best way. I want to say like, I want to be very, very clear. Like it never hit home for me until this rewatch. Like how much they paint Troy Bolton as a Christ figure. Like, <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. These movies are not about Troy and Gabriella. This one specifically. No. But the, uh, the third one as well. And the second one. They're about Troy Bolton being they're, Christ. They're the battle they, for Troy's soul i see my comparison was and him i not think being able to I, turn away from his disciples i think this is the spider-man 2 of the trilogy this is like the middle chapter where a hero falls to his lowest point and needs to rise back up okay, to who he was okay. that was my comparison if you want to go the also, jesus but, route okay i he's a christ figure everyone is like we know that you will always do the right thing and i'm like will you <laughs> like he's just a kid and also like i cannot stress enough my take for this movie and i don't care what your take is what did he do that was so bad Team Sharpay, this is actually a movie with no conflict. Like, I, and the conflict is created out of literally nothing. Let me be let me be very clear. And I've, I love that about it because I like a Nancy Myers movie where the biggest conflict is can she redo her kitchen? Like let me be, I like the stakes to be low. Let as me fun. be perfectly clear. I have said on multiple occasions, this is my favorite Disney Channel original movie. This is fucking amazing. At, but it is a sequel, so I, I say if I had to pick a standalone one, it's Wendy Boo Homecoming Warrior. But here's the thing about this one, guys. I have not rewatched it at all recently, and I sat down to watch this. I was so excited. I'm like, man, you know, it's been so long. I wonder how it's going to hit now that like I'm a quote unquote adult. Oh, and first, of all, just first, first of all, uh, just as smooth. I remembered the word to every single song. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. But the thing and I, the thing is, I was sitting there and this is like the moment you grow up. Disney Channel, I was like, honestly, I'm Team Troy on this no, one. I, I, team, I, team Troy, like this is bigger than this is bigger than them. And they're, they're that is how, you know, we're losing. Big. I was like, <laughs> higher education in America is a big deal. Yeah. And it's tough. And student loans are no joke. And that mansion they live in is expensive. They don't have money for college. His parents are terrible with money. (laughs) They could move into something smaller and pay for him to go to University of Albuquerque, but Coach Bolton's not making that sacrifice. No, on a a high school coach. 
coach's salary? No way. We gotta start I did, this I did, movie. That we, I, we, we truly have to. Um, it starts with sad panning shots of an empty East Oh, I don't think they're meant to be sad. I think they're meant to be wistful. I think it's meant to say like, guess what guys, we're back. It's been a year since High School Musical 1 launched. I get, we're yeah, you're, we're you're, back in the halls of East High. Welcome they're home. They're trying to trigger your nostalgia for, for a, year a year ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think well, you have to recognize, and this is one of my big, big notes about this movie. I was fair for this movie. We threw a release oh. party. Oh, well, we did is a contextual term. I was not invited to Emma's release yeah, party. Yeah, because you weren't cool. I got to watch it alone at our house with my own, with Martinelli's apple cider and Pop Secret Popcorn, one of the greatest nights of my entire life. No, no, uh, that is not a set of animosity, Emma. You had your fun time, I had mine. This is my biggest note about High School Musical 2, and it's not positive or negative, is that it is clearly made in the wake of everything that happened when High School Musical well, came out. Well, they started, they're they, making jokes yeah. as if they know there there was a first movie. Yeah, they, the first like, movie, that, that did incredibly. That like, that is like, they know they're they superstars now. referencing the movie they made, and I was like, you know that you're not supposed to be aware that this is a movie right well, here, a character. The, the biggest thing that gets me, and we can talk about it more what happens, is that they're all, they're like suddenly decide everyone's gonna perform, and I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure no one performs in universe aside oh, from no. the musical numbers. Like, they're like, Chad and Zeke can do backup. I'm like, they don't do any of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I also, just also, that Jason guy can't fucking sing, but they didn't recast him. I'm like, no. That, like, we can't just have everybody All the wildcats now like to sing and dance. But there's a whole song about how he doesn't dance, even though we've exclusively Literally. seen that man. Well, no, that's the thing is you only see them dance in the musical numbers, which are out of universe, but like, they, none of them were in the musical except for no, Troy Gabriella. the first one, there's like, get your head in the game, Chad is dancing, there's all this Yeah, but those together. are musical numbers, that's what I'm saying. But they're, they're not like needle drops where it's an audition. Right, but it's like, Emma, it's non-diegetic. It's like, in a musical, they, the characters, unless it's being self-reliant, they're singing don't, their thoughts. They are, but they don't stop and say, huh, weird how everyone was singing along with me. Like, yeah. they don't know, like, in the universe, they're not actually stopping and singing that song, yeah. it's for us. So they're not actually dancing. Like, if you ask Chad, yes, he would say he does dance, but then proceeds to do a 15 but minute dance or two. Yeah, that's why there's a little dissonance there. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it is, it's very funny. I can't wait to get to that scene, guys. That had me on the floor. We could do, floor. we could do legitimately an entire podcast episode just about that sequence. That's, just, I, I can't even, I'm, literally my brain is short circuiting. Okay. But we're back at East High. And I thought, I said right here, first time I had this thought, really bold of them. Quite a big swing for Mr. Kenny O to quite literally remove the high school from High School Musical. This is the last person we're going to see in High School High. They're taking us out of our Hogwarts. They're yes, taking us out of is, our... It is a big swing. It's, it's a big swing. Guess I, what works? It pays off. Pays <laughs> off. Um, the one backfire of that decision, though, is this is the only time we see Miss Darbus. Oh, uh, I had that same fucking she, note. She comes for this one two-second cameo at the beginning of this film. Um, will not also, return until High School Musical 3. whatever fucking writer's assistant flagged that thespians sounds like lesbians, which makes it hilarious, and Miss Darbus should say it all the time <laughs> deserves a raise because it is so funny the way she says this it's her line reading of it oh, every th- there time there are so many line readings in this film that get me just because of like how who thought of this and it's ha- like they haunt my dreams um, I do want you to just read my first note which is as we're going into the classroom I started high school musical too god I'm already at an 11 I was at an 11 I was, I was so this excited opening sequence I do give Kenny O the credit here. Like, you couldn't open with the New Year's Lodge again. Like, no. you can't start that small. They were like, we need to start with a big fucking... We need to start an 11. And by the end, we need to be at a 15. They started at an 11. They started at an 11. Mm-hmm. This and is, by the end, they're going to be at a 15. This is... I checked this while I was, like, w- watching the movie a little bit. This opening number is the one that charted the highest on the Billboard Top I mean, 100. This, this is what I'm talking about. Whoever was working for these movies, bring them back. They had a fucking genius in there. Because they released this in fucking summer. 
summer. So what were we singing constantly? What time is it? Summertime. Summer time. Okay, it's right there. Like it's right I, there. And this is we should say up front. This of course, is, that's this, fucking true. This is a summer classic. Oh. Like you like not even the song, like the movie, the song. It's all about it. Screams summer. And someone like, say summer and, is almost the seventh character. Yeah, we and we are recording this towards the end of August. You know, summer starting to wrap up, but it made me wistful. Oh. I was like, oh, summer. The beginning of summer. The beginning of summer. Summer. Too. Yes. Summer. 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 Because in the also in this scene, just really quick before we move into the actual song, we go into Darvis's classroom. Why is Zeke sitting on the stage in an old-fashioned dunce cap? I don't know. I don't know what Zeke got, gets up to. It was very what weird. What school still have an old-fashioned yeah, dunce cap? I assumed that that was a Darvis or Ridge. I will also say, I feel like these movies continually disrespect Zeke, and he is just always ready to be heard again. He's also one of the hottest guys in the oh, movie. Oh, he's great. Well, I would literally say Efron Zeke, like, well, in terms we're, of, like, we're about to get. We're about to get into a second in the middle of the song, um, but I'll talk about Zeke in a minute. Darvis is just lecturing, doing her whole thespian thing. Everyone's being like, no one cares about Darvis. Summer's about to start. Summer. 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 There's summer. also a crazy line where Chad, Chad's, all, all of Chad's lines are insane. He never has All a of line. Chad's clothes are Chad, insane. Chad's clothes? Is this where he's wearing seven watches again? Probably. I like, would put it. There, the there's a lot of nods around. to the original I film. I mean, looking at this classroom when you come in, there are so many stripes and caps. Like, I literally was like, uh, I'd hurt my eyes. And Chad is the worst offender of the entire movie of wearing too many clothes and ugly fucking clothes. Yeah. But he says something, he's like, dude, who cares? Miss Darvis snapped her cap. And I was like, Jesus Christ, who wrote that but then they all start chanting and i'm back they, in it. they all start chanting summer and miss darvis has a massive clock binder i couldn't tell if the clock is supposed to be getting bigger like as is a that joke in their mind I don't, or is it really because when you see pictures it just looks like a big clock i'm like did it was it smaller i can't tell but the bell rings everyone this is my note this so song fucking it's, it, it's it is electrifying this song because they uh, the bell rings everyone throws everything up they burst with energy i want to say something that i'm going to bring up later because i again i think this is the first time i i actually haven't watched this movie in a while i watched the musical numbers like i watched oh, those a lot Evergreen. like the, the full movie like i have not watched in a while and i want to say something here the extended edition too it's like the first i guess i didn't really think about it a lot in the first one but like yes yeah, this is the director's cut yeah they, 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 <laughs> they, they had sharp heads, so we'll talk about that later um but i was like i was like holy shit i know um because i saw the runtime of two hours and i was like, I was like yeah, I said, yeah 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 anyway sorry i was really impressed in this movie in particular about how good of a dancer Zac Efron is. I mean, I know he's a good dancer. That is something that I am aware of. It's probably partially why he got this role. But it's just like, there's little things even in his acting where in this scene the papers fly out. Like, even his hands, he finishes through the fingers. His little, like, jump scares. It's like, he is better than Vanessa Hudgens. He is a great kinetic actor. Like, he puts his whole body into it, 100%. It's almost like his hand motions as he's talking are also a dance move. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was very, which makes it very dynamic to watch. But speaking about dance and in this number specifically, the number one thing that strikes me about what time is it is like they jump around to a bunch of characters, but this is kind of Chad's number. Like yeah. Chad is front and center the entire time. And that's what I'm saying is you can tell that they knew what works from the beginning from the first one and were like, Chad's gonna be more because Corbin is an incredibly talented dancer. Yo, he's and, amazing. and so they're like, we're putting him more in a like the lead dancing role kind of a thing. And so he kind of is the one taking us through like we'll cut to his student, we'll cut to his student, yeah. and back to Chad doing the big numbers. Of Come course, on! of course, the peak of it is when they do the roller coaster the move. Human wave, the human roller coaster. Do you not remember the behind the, the scenes? The behind the scenes was massage train. They were going to be doing a massage train. Kenny, nice. or, Kenny Ortega was like, let's just make it, let's incorporate it into the dance. And that's why Kenny Ortega is a legend. You know how I know my brain is fundamentally broken? I was the, sitting here watching this movie and going, oh, I remember the behind the, the scenes. Where it was I remember when the fun facts would pop up about that and be like, oh, yep, I remember. The I remember there's a Disney the, movie surfer in the roller yeah. coaster. And, and Miley Cyrus shows up at the end yes. and they documented that. 
Um, also, I would be watching the movie and I'd be like, oh, there's a great blooper of this coral scene that she she fucks it up really there's a bad. There's great bloopers at the end. There's also um, one where like Ryan is taking behind the scenes and he shows them they're filming at like four in the morning and they have lights going on outside when they're doing You Are the Music. Yet again, at Disney, I was in its fucking bag with this release because it was like, they knew, not only did we want to watch this movie, we wanted to film this movie with they, them. And I basically think I'm a PA. I was a PA. I, 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 I literally said at the end when they do it. Everything they, they saw, I saw. At the end when they do the pool party, I literally said I would murder a man to be at this pool party. But they party. took us there. We <laughs> saw them put it together. We were, yeah, they built that rock waterfall, remember? Yeah, it's all yes, made up of that. I needed yes. to stage. And they only um, had one take because they did multiple takes, but the jump, like they couldn't get them wet and then have to reshoot it. So they knew they had it in the can for them to 100%, jump 100%. Um, anyway, <laughs> what we jump around to a bunch of characters. Troy and Gabrielle are talking about how excited they are to spend summer together because Gabrielle normally moves every summer and she's sticking around much to everyone's detriment <laughs> because Gabrielle has not improved much from the first also, movie. Wait, as you may remember, after our notes. the song, the song has ended. No, no, no. This, 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 this is during the song. Is the first line he goes like, "Finally, summer's oh, here." I thought you were talking about the Sharpay locker scene. No, we'll get like, to that. Okay, okay. But, but she, but Gabrielle says she's ready for a summer romance and all that stuff. They're so just they, trying to fuck. Also, I just gotta say, Ryan and Sharpay's outfits here are fucking next level. Sharpay looks amazing. She lost low key twenty pounds in between the first film and this film. She's yeah. r- skinny as a fucking rail. These jeans are hanging off of her. I do not condone this behavior, but her fits are fire. They always are. But let's do address this. Is that I, it was so crazy I when I looked up and it only had been a year. It looks like these kids all grew up an insane oh, amount I, in I that mean, year. I mean, they look five years older. 100%. Well, I just think they also got better. Yes. They got better hair and makeup. This is, they this is also better. the first time Zac Never, Efron gets to sing. Oh, yeah. He gets to sing. He looks great. They he gave does. him a spray tan that's a little crazy, but like I actually... Everyone's skin tones are all over the place in this movie because they were frequently getting sunburned <laughs> visibly. <laughs> I love whoever made the executive call to cut Vanessa Hudgens' hair. It looks so much better this length. I love that... Yeah, we, we should say, Gabriella, as much as we are not the biggest Gabriella stands on this podcast, this is the most tolerable she is. Over this is the, the most season. tolerable her song is. Well, I'd say her character because she's, she's, she's not in it that much. I feel like she was like, Kenny, you have to write me a scene where I'm like fierce or something with that Sharpay confrontation scene. Like, And then I'm going to bring no energy to God, whatsoever. she's so fucked. But like when she's bitching at him, I'm just like, dude, do you not want him to get into college? I'm sorry. I just, I it's, can't we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about her it. Her and Chad both grind um, But yeah, let's talk about Sharpay and Ryan really quick because this is um, important. The fact that they're signing yearbooks like autographs yeah, so the, and they have paparazzi following this them is, the This is the thing. Again, obviously this is, like I said, a little bit goofier. But this is what I was saying is uh, this is a meta thing because if you remember in High School Musical 1, Sharpay was not like the uber popular girl at school. She was the drama, like the one who did all the drama stuff. And now it's like, no, everyone worships the ground Sharpay walks on. But no, that's the fans. We all love no, Sharpay. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, yes. They are now, they're realizing, I do think they evolved her character in a good way for this. Right. The, everything they do by expanding the universe, extended <laughs> universe with the Evans family is genius. 100%. Is, I cannot is, wait to talk about their parents. I cannot fact, wait to talk about the their parents. Fix they, the hat. Fix the hat. They, they do kind of elevate her from just being the drama girl to being like a pop popular rich girl yes. which is like important because it mm-hmm. gives her something to do if there's not a music like I, I don't know they just expand her character in a fun way then we get to meet their fucking parents and then making them super uber rich and guests at the club while they are all working and also up, a and comedy get, quartet and you, get to, and you get to do an upstairs downstairs thing with them is fucking genius it's that amazing. was such a good call it's incredible oh so this 
what I was going to say about Zeke is, yeah, they're going around signing their autographs and yearbooks and stuff like that. And Zeke has his and she kisses Zeke's book, which I was a little upset. I remember being upset as a kid that they did not go full throttle on the Zeke X Sharpay romance from the end of the first one. But the flame is still there. And I'm going to say it. Zeke is simping hard for Sharpay at all times. At like, all times. In the beginning, in the first movie, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I thought I'd make something for Sharpay. Whatever. Now he's like, oh, God, I get to be near Sharpay all summer. Yes. And <laughs> guess what? He's the most sensible man in the movie. Every man should be like that. I, I, I truly love Zeke oh, so much. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys don't want to play basketball with college athletes. <laughs> Zeke's fucking playing the long Zeke's, game. Zeke's trying to learn French pastry making. Yeah, like, like, I, good I, for him. Honestly, also, fuck Troy. Date Zeke. He can literally make you pastries. He also plays basketball, doesn't he? Like, he I, does. Also, this, okay, the only note I have on what time it is, and this is one of the four negative things I'll probably say it all throughout the point of this podcast. There is a point where in like the hall, one of the hallway things, and it, 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 it comes and it goes. I think that other ones pick it up, but like there is a point where I'm like, this Corbin choreography is so slow, like to the point where I know he can do it much, much faster, and it's almost off beat because it's so slow. Mm. It's like, da, 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 Emma, da, da, Emma, this, no one can I'm see what you're doing. I'm talking about how slow the movement is, and I'm like, I can feel Kenny kind of choreographing for the dance along version, which is not what I want. I'll learn the steps no matter how hard <laughs> they are, Kenny. We don't need to dumb this down. Like, I was, I had nothing better to do. I was a loser in the seventh grade. I'll sit in my bedroom and learn tough moves. You don't need to dumb it down for us. Yeah. Troy does end on a killer belly slide, though. Oh. Uh, for ostensibly no reason. Is he the one that does the... I, I literally... My notes are so deranged. Zach Efron just fucking ripped that basketball choreo <laughs> when they do the... Ba- oh, thank God we got some basketball choreo. It, it's literally... They throw so much at you so quickly. Like, I feel like if you didn't know what was goes, about to happen... Come on! My sexual awakening. If you didn't know what was about to happen, you would be... You would have whiplash by the end of it, but it's incredible. And the human wave. That was so important to me. So the song ends, and we basically... We continue following up. Uh, yeah, Gabriella and Sharpay have a confrontation under locker where Sharpay is like, oh, so sorry, you have to move. And Gabriella's like, nope, my mom said I get to graduate here. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and Sharpay is like, damn it. Um, then, and she's like, Mah! Yeah, she, 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 yeah, Which she, again, they're making a referential joke to the first movie, which they will continue to do for yes, the entire movie. 100%. Then we cut in to the three, you know, the three main girls, aside from Gabriella, are Kelsey, Monique, nope, Monique Coleman. Uh, What's her name? Taylor McKenzie. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor I and, call her Monique. And the hip hop girl whose name escapes me, <laughs> um, which I feel bad about. And then Zeke, I- Chad, and Jason is the other guy, but he's the and least important. here's my question. Why do they all have to be in like a weird couple? Like why do, like at the end they're like all walking on arm and arm. And I'm like, do Jason and Kelsey really need to be fucking? I I, I'm, I think Kelsey is asexual. I'm just kind of like, yeah. Nobody who wears bowler hats like that. Well, no, also just, I don't think there's anyone at East High worthy of Kelsey. That no. Will, she puts so much effort into the making. She, as I said in the first episode on High School Musical 1, Kelsey is the one also, of the unsung like, heroes of this movie, also, of these like, movies. I, nothing pisses me. I, I, I will get to, I'm sorry. Um, but I want to be very clear. When you watch the end of this movie, I, I did have this note later on, but I'll say it up top. You know how fucking bizarre it is that this movie musical has like three main couples, six people who are our main characters, who we are following, who and then who are paired up at the end to sing, two of whom are in a romantic relationship, and then one of whom is brother and sister. <laughs> it is literally demented. And we didn't Well, it's always have... been a little demented from the beginning, how and in tune these two and twins like, are. And literally in this first number, it's like, oh, there's Ryan and Sharpay well, dancing the, as no, each other's we, partners. We, yeah, we brought this up in the first movie that it's really where the brothers are going out for the romantic leads in this and musical. In the Huma Huma 
Ryan is originally supposed to play the romantic Yes, lead. 100%. It's never not been weird. <laughs> but I'm just like, and then we're all like, yep, that makes sense. There are, those, those are our six leads. But they are all complaining because they all have been failing to get summer jobs and they all need to get and them. And they kept Monique's rolling backpack. They absolutely the did. In, in, while they're doing the musical, she's dragging her rolling backpack by the and I was like, stay true to you, girl. Stay true to you. But they've all been failing to get summer jobs. Troy goes over and talks to Gabrielle about the same thing. He gives her a tea necklace, necklace to, to basically show that they're going steady because like, it's the 1950s. He takes such a deep breath before putting it on her. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> He like steals himself. He does, he steals himself. And then he puts it on her. And then also, if you watch the corner. They come around the corner. I mean, Taylor Lee like gasps like it's the heart of the ocean. Yeah. She's like. <gasps> or like he's proposing marriage or something. <laughs> she like um, does a drawback like he has the most dramatic love declaration she's ever seen. But the, yeah, she loves it. They're all excited about getting to spend the summer together. They, they try to like, kiss. They try to, this is the weirdest thing. And this is like. Because this is like being referential to the first movie. People were mad they didn't No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. This was for people like Emma who set up a watch party for when High School Musical 2 came out, which, by the way, I, we should mention, this was the biggest premiere in the history of they Disney Channel. They encouraged watch it was, parties. They it was, told you how to throw it. Yeah, but this is for the parties, the watch parties of, like, 13, 14-year-old girls who are like, when are they going to kiss? When are they going to kiss? And they got me good. And they, and they tempt you multiple times. Um, but they don't kiss because some nerdy little freshman comes up and tries to get Troy to sign his yearbook, which, of course, he does because Troy is good and nice. And, yeah, Troy says he needs money for to, like, uh, college and All these people are fucking broke. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. And also doing nothing to find a summer job. Summer job is here. Summer's um, here. It is. And uh, also, this was something weird. Is I couldn't tell. Could you tell if Chad and Taylor were full on dating yet? Because it seems like he's always about. He's like, I got to take her on a proper date. On a date. But I'm, they, like, I'm like, dude, wait, are you guys dating or not? You have no. a thing. I don't know. Where's their kiss? We cut back to Sharpay's locker where Ryan is posted up. They they're having a conference. And I we said it in the first episode, the first movie episode. They are in a different, better movie. They always. are. I I swear to God, when you get those two just one-on-one doing a scene this is a disney villain scene like that is a class she doesn't oh please that i'm like that's ursula like that oh, is no, and that is how good it is i can't even do the delivery well, that, that, that's what i was saying is they recognized how much sharpay and ryan worked in the first movie and so this one it's like it's like 50 50 sharpay and ryan they expand, they, the they expand the universe and sharpay goes full disney villain as we're about to see and this is literally a magic mirror scene where she's like ryan who's the most primo boy at east high and he's like yeah, say that troy bolton's got locked up she goes and who's the most primo? it's literally magic mirror on the wall who's the fairest bit. of them all you know i'm basically this is where we get her villain motivation which like what she wants to date a hot guy uh sewer <laughs> um sorry uh well, here's the thing is because they established this again in the first movie is that she never like liked troy or anything she just like loved his popularity and now it's like the full expression where it's like we need to be together because i'm the most primo girl he's the most primo boy it just makes sense like i don't believe she genuinely likes troy she just lo- is in love with the idea of the status that would come with the two of them forming a power couple basically and so her and all that is that is what fuels all of her actions in the film. And I think she thinks he's cute. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't not think that, but like, I don't believe... I've done more shit I don't believe she would go... Boy. I don't believe she would go through stealing Gabriella's boyfriend. Have like, you seen that, Gabriella? Well, Have she, you seen him? In the original movie, she's kind of like, treats him like a bit of a jock. Like, being like, oh, jock, man. But then she saw him come back with this crazy spray Also, Sharpay has a full-ass pink locker. I just want to point that oh, out. Oh, I love and, it so much. And like, also, by the way, we see multiple people's lockers. They all are still just leaving shit in their lockers. I'm pretty sure you yeah. need to clear your locker no. out the last day of school. And then we see the Bolton's nice ass house. Yep. They could move into a smaller house. They could. They never will. They never will. And my only knock against this movie. Not enough Coach Bolton. Yep. 
that you don't give enough to do. My literal line when he walks in, oh, there's my coach. There's my coach. Which again, that's what that is actually the other problem with that risk is that you don't have basketball season happening. So he's you not know, you around. You lose Darvis and Bolton. You lose Darvis the, and Bolton. I would say the other the heart and the soul. The, well, the I would say the heart and the soul, respectively. But yeah, he's he's playing with all the guys. He's like, oh, you guys, you know, keep that your skills up over the summer. You're gonna do great. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy he's here. I'm so happy. I just immediately the mom gets the shaft so so hard. This woman is a non-character. They should just kill her off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, I love when this movie, and I love this about all the high school musicals, musical movies, is when they like put a button on a scene, meaning like they're trying to like end it on a fun note, but like it's not even really a joke. Like they don't even have that fleshed out. So it's like this scene ends, and she's like, "Hey boys, how about you stop and go pick up the groceries?" And they're like, "Yes, Miss Bolton." And like button, and I'm like, "What was this? <laughs> why, why did we end up making them do a chore?" During all this hoopla, Troy gets a phone call, and they all make fun of him because I think it's Gabriella. Bolton is giving the performance of a lifetime. We, we, yeah, Who is this man in a I believe, I don't remember, I think his name is Mark Taylor. I admit I didn't double look if you can Google that real quick. But we seen him before. He was Eddie's dad and Eddie's, yes. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. And I knew him from this first because I hadn't seen that before we watched it for the podcast. And he slips into this franchise like a serpent. He is per, like, you never just He takes to water. He so takes, he, yeah, yeah, per, yeah. He's like a fish in water. That's a better metaphor. I lost the metaphor immediately. Someone say he's like the huma huma in water. You said that so quickly and you nailed every single that was incredible. But uh, he gets a phone call. I watch this movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, but that's in the extended edition. He gets a phone call, and it's uh, someone named Fulton from Lava Springs Resort, and he says, "I hear you're looking for a summer job. There are friends of the Wildcats at." Uh, Emma's not I can see Emma scrolling past the cast tab on Wikipedia to read something else about High School Musical 2 on the Wikipedia page Martha is the dance girl Martha that's right Mark Taylor killed it that was off the dome and he's like listen there are friends of the Wildcats here at Lava Springs we have a great summer uh, student program we'd love to have you work for us and he's like oh absolutely I really need a summer job but also there's this really great girl she's straight A's like incredible you'd love her and he's like oh of course yeah we'd love to give her a look and stuff well here Emma can I raise your spirits because it's time for Sharpay Evans to go from icon to legend. To legend. To, to legend. a straight up legend. To legend. Because she starts driving through the desert. Okay, this car was a cultural reset. <laughs> what a, car is that? Is it a Ford? It's a Mustang. It's a Ford Mustang that they've painted pink. Painted pink and put her, her initials, initials on the in hood. Cursive in on the, the hood and in, in the, the grill. The, yep, 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 yep. For the record, this movie had almost double the budget of High School Musical 1. <laughs> shit, there's a helicopter in there's it. There's a helicopter Are you fucking And they rent out a country club in Utah. Oh, this, this is a real country is, club. Yeah, no shit. I literally said I was like they had to rent out a real country club. Yeah, and also by the way, it looks like the dopest country club no, of all the time. No, Lava Springs is sick. It looks amazing. It's not a shitty country club. No. Also, I want to say like I love the country club setting so much. I like how they lean into. They don't want to just make it look like a generic country club. They really le- lean into the New Mexico of it all, like all the red rock. Even though stuff. it's Utah. Okay, but same fucking difference. <laughs> uh, if you're from Mexico, New Mexico, you're also from Utah. Congrats. I don't give a shit. Wildly different. Uh, like, but you know what I mean, like that. I do. Of, I do. It's aesthetic. They, is very I mean, cool. the, the big, a big part of this is the University of Albuquerque. Like, they do not hide you're in New Mexico. They're so proud of New Mexico. They really, I, they really uh, are. Is New Mexico? Are you proud of these films? Are this is this your state? I, I would hope so. I would hope so. I would really hope um, so. But Sharpay is driving through the desert with Ryan. Um, they're listening to the radio, talking about how great the summer is going to be. Uh, they pull up to the Lava Springs Resort. They meet Fulton in person, who we see is like the head, the manager of this of the Lava Springs. They also Springs. gave her a tiny dog. So fucking smart. Yeah, it's Kenny Ortega's dog. Did you know that? No, I did not. His name is Boy. 
What, um, I know, but what is, 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 is Sharpay calling boy? Yes, it is boy. Of a, well, she says, come here, boy. And oh, I just yeah. thought that was boy, like, like calling a no, dog boy. But boy. the dog's name is boy. And so I was like, oh, there you go. Um, I will admit, I know the dog gets more screen time in Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. I've only seen that once. I assume the name carries over. Guys, I just got to say, there's a scene later where they put individual highlight files in that dog's head, and it's the funniest <laughs> There are so many great visual <laughs> and just dog. normal jokes. It's amazing. But Fulton is the manager of Lava Springs. We find out that their parents, or I think just their dad is the owner of the moms on the board of the country it's club. Their, their parents are, it's like their a two-person board. Their parents run the place, basically, which means they they run the place. And they're going over with Fulton, like, how, what's all the, de- all, the, all the details? It's very clear they've been coming here since they were very small children, and they, like, run this fucking country club. 100%. The guy effectively works for him, for them. So she asked him about a bunch of stuff about details for the upcoming summer, the bit, most important being the upcoming talent show. There's a yearly talent show. Whoever wins the talent also, show has... Also, there's not just a talent show at this country club. There is a award for the talent show. That exclusively goes to the daughter of the owner. Like, I feel like everyone goes to, I feel like every member of the country club is just like, yeah, there's some weird BS talent show every year. The daughter, the owner's daughter always wins it. That sounds ridiculous, Luke, but that honestly. But no, it'd be like staying at a Hilton hotel and be like, yeah, there's a talent show. Paris Hilton wins it every time. Like, I don't, that didn't even, it was just so fucking funny to me. But, oh, I don't even know. Oh, the other thing I was going to say was, I think the country club of it all scratches a particular female itch of my brain that it has dirty dancing vibes. It does have dirty dancing vibes. The talent show at the end, the staff not being allowed. In the mm-hmm. talent show and like fucking big, big dirty dancing chef's kiss. And who was the choreographer of Dirty Dancing? Can you take out that song? Um, they let they let him flex his dirty dancing. Moments. So she walks out to the pool with Ryan, and we meet her three backup singers. They have names. They are apparently characters. I do not care about them. They they're they, dancers. They exist they're there like, exclusively for backup. They're dancers. They're, they're just, and I hate when dancers. <laughs> this is gonna be problematic. Oh I hate when people who are there to dance they have to deliver talk. lines. I hate when they talk because they have three lines here and they're so unconvincing. They're really bad actors. I don't believe that she's friends with any of these girls. I, I think these are they're supposed to be they're, they're paid they like they're paid by the country club to be her backup dancers and essentially servants. But any criticism I'm about to have is going to go and away. Then I said no notes though. No, no notes, because it's time for the greatest Disney villain song in the history of the universe. This fucking scene is a fundamental it's like a core value of my brain. Like this this scene wired my brain. Eat your heart out, be prepared. Eat your heart out, poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> and make way for fabulous. <laughs> make way for fabulous. Sung by Sharp. Evans. In a white tankini. And for those Bedazzled. who don't know, me and Luke were this for Halloween in two, 2020. Two years ago. The picture's on our Twitter. Yeah. Um, you can see we... Uh, I, will, guys, I will retweet it along with you. Gonna episode. be honest, really hard to find a white tankini in the year of our Lord 2020. Emma hot glued rhinestones yeah. all over the white tankini. That's how committed she was. I just had to get an orange hat. Also, as a kid, I bought this star necklace. like, the, and I, I, Or maybe I made it myself. I might have bar, bought a star angle earring and put it on a necklace, but I tried to recreate her big star necklace. But let's just say this song formed Emma's personality for many years. Oh, uh, for, still to this day. <laughs> you know what my favorite food is? Especially poolside turkey. <laughs> turkey turkey imported from me. Maine, yeah. Why do they serve a turkey at a country club poolside? Froze <laughs> turkey poolside. With blue iced tea, which is what? Gatorade. That was another fun fact that popped know, up. there's so many. I mean, there's nothing I can say that'll do this justice. Watch it on YouTube if you have not watched this movie. Oh, we should say up top, watch High School Musical 2. I we, we know, I like to think we do these podcasts without you having to watch the movie, but kind of screw you, watch you High School Musical, watch this movie before listening. Like, they're just eating this the fuck up. Ryan in the pool. In the pool, the piano, on a in piano. A white, in a white tux with tears. Yeah, like, oh, you think this movie had a little bit bigger budget? That's, they put a piano in the pool. That's a cinema. <laughs> I can't. No notes. No notes. But toward the end of the song, she sees Troy walk in to start his first day and is flanked by a bunch of wildcats. 
fabulous yeah, I, I get yes. She's got a no, Emma, fabulous we don't need, everything. We don't need to do this. Um, I also like that this movie gives Ryan and Sharpay songs about their personalities. As to where we really were only relegated to seeing them be side characters to Gabrielle and Troy's fucking bullshit in the first movie. And then do the, like the big. No, that's what I'm saying. This, like, this, is, are a, this is about it, her. It is 50-50 Wildcats, 50-50 Sharpay and Ryan in terms of focus. And it is a much better movie for it. But Troy comes in and he's got all his Wildcat crew behind them. He does that him. weird like arm mover. He's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then he's, arm pump. he waves in Sharpay's direction and she waves back, but then looks over and sees he's actually waving at Gabriella. She's the lifeguard <gasps> at Lava Springs. Uh, Sharpay falls in the pool. They Trips all... over nothing, by the way. There's I, I thought I remembered her tripping on something. Like there being a towel. I think she's meant thing. to be shocked. I don't know. I, but like she just turns around and flips like, like there, there's nothing mm-hmm. there. Gabrielle hops in to save her. The guys all rush over and they're like, oh my gosh, are you a member here? And she's like, ah! No, Gabrielle is not supposed to be here. And then she, so Gabrielle goes, "I'm the new lifeguard." Yeah, and I remember that from the trailer. Yes. <laughs> then they go to see Fulton to yell, and he's like, "I wanted you to hire Troy Bolton, not the entire this basketball scene, team." This scene. He says, "You told me to hire Troy Bolton, whatever it takes." What it took was hiring all of his friends and Gabrielle. And she's like, "Well, why didn't you tell me?" And he goes, "Well, I ran it by the board." He goes, "The board? You mean mm-hmm. mother?" And so they go and see meet their zand out yoga mom. This woman is a soap actress. She's fucking killing. She's killing it. it. I love. Love her and Ryan together immediately. Sharpay comes Where she's in Downward Dog. Sharpay runs in in like these massive... Sharpay's also constantly in this massive, like a massive wedge heel. Toddles in and is like basically complains about hiring the Wildcats. She goes, these... But, but, what does she call her? Something insane. She's like... But, but she calls Ryan Ducky. I don't remember what she calls her. I don't remember what she calls her. She goes, oh, so these are your school chums. Not the funny that I have a spring staffs. And then she goes, oh, Ryan, talk to mother. Like, and the choice to make Ryan, a visibly gay character, the mother's favorite, who can like calm her down and talk and like. Sharpay, the father clearly doesn't understand. Doesn't understand at all. Like he loves him, but doesn't get he, him. He wants him to fix his hat yeah. always, and which the, is my favorite joke in the film. Uh, hilarious. That guy is also. Kid, these parents are knocking it out. Of we'll the get. We'll get there. And then the fact that Sharpay and her mother would kind of clash is just like so true to life, and I love that. And the fact that they start doing yoga together. Yeah, no. Ryan, so so Sharpay I mean, explodes on the mom, and the mom, and she goes, oh, Ryan talked to her clearly trying to use the fact that Ryan's the favorite. But Ryan doesn't care about it. She just goes, hi, mommy. And, and she, goes, said, she goes, ducky. ducky. And they start doing yoga together. And she goes, ducky, how's my dashing boy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> God. Oh, I've never felt more alive than right now. And they start doing the like and double downward dog. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And I don't even know what happens next. She, go, she goes back to Fulton and says, uh, you need to fire make them. Make them want to quit. And he says, I can't. She's okay. Make them want to quit. You're going to make Troy want to quit because you're an asshole to him. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of cracks in the plan. Also, I love the running gag that Fulton, whenever he talks to Sharpay, like overheats and he needs like splash water himself or wave a fan in front of him. Like it's massively terrifying to deal with this 17 year old girl. But then we cut back to the downstairs portion of the upstairs downstairs. And I cut back. This is our first time we go into the kitchen of the country club. And like, here's the thing, guys, everyone's showing up on day one and like finding out what their job is. I feel like that's not how that would work. They're like, you're chopping, you're Zeke's assisting the chef. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Good for him. Chad and uh, Troy. Bunch of our dishwashers. Taylor does guest activities. Yeah, she's like the activities director. Kelsey's obviously playing music. Oh, yeah, she was the only one that Sharpay hired at school, at school because she was like, our old pianist is gone. We need you to step in. And she's like, and yeah. The, the line is like, I think he's hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Also, but Kelsey needs that money. 
funny. Fulton does this crazy good line reading to Kelsey, oh. where he's like, oh, I'm talking mood music, not <laughs> new music. Now, this, this is what I was going to say. Of all the line readings that live in my brain rent-free, at a certain point, he's going over all the jobs with everybody. He's not really mean to all of them directly. He's he's kind of like more straight with Gabriella, but he's still like having fun with them and kind of trying to do a bit. But Chad leans over and is like, hey, do you mind if we like draw straw, straws as you has to wait on Sharpay? And he goes, none of you will be waiting on Sharpay. You will be serving Miss Evans. Evans. All of you, you need to refer to everyone as Mr. and Mrs. Let me give you an example. He puts a little cloth over his arm and he goes, Miss Evans, could I bring you a lemonade? And the way he pronounced lemonade has lived lived in my head for 15 years. That man's really hitting all his marks. Yep, he's a fantastic actor. Mark, I love you. Now this is Work This Out. It is, and I I do need to- Also, like, they're fucking coming at Troy because, like, this boss is, what, like, a little strict at the country club you're working at? I'm like, first of all, none of you fucks found job options without Troy. What were you going to do? Sit on your ass all summer? Because he got you all jobs. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're a little tense because they think it's a little bit more than they bargained for. And Troy breaks into his song. And I, I need to get personal for him for a moment. As much as fabulous affected Emma, you this, love this, this song? is the song that changed song my, that boys. changed my life in a way. Because this is a precursor to where I think they really, one of the things that I do think is an improvement in the third, where it's like, oh, we need to give You're referring a bro to the boys. You're referring to the boys are back, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, we need to give Troy and Chad a bro song. Yes. And that, this is a precursor to that, where they it saw how bit. good, well, this works, mm-hmm. and then they expand upon it with that insane junkyard, junkyard jamboree. Uh, we'll, we'll do that in a bonus episode. I loved this song so much. I was going to perform it at one point in like my grade school talent show, but we, the project closed due to creative differences with me and my partner, Dylan, former guest. <laughs> um, that's a long story. Former we guest. Former guest, former, Dylan. We don't need to get into it. Who was going to be Chad and who was going to be Troy? Uh, I believe that was part of the creative differences. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. Okay, in they both have had swoopy hair we, and want to be Troy. We'll get it. That's that's not a thing we need to discuss later today. But for my birthday one year, I don't know if you remember this, we went to go see High School Musical on Ice. I remember Where this. at the uh, Allstate Arena in Illinois, <laughs> it was an incredible show. And this is the one song where I got me off my feet and I was dancing like in the front row. It not, is good. Not, not a care in the world, just like vibing. And like people on the ice, I remember reporting, he's like, oh, that kid is going really hard. And I was like, yes, I am. Because I'm vibing. I'm alive right now. So you're proud um, of being the craziest person. Absolutely. Absolutely I am. In, in 2008, sure. I was like, like, there's something wrong with that kid. Um, so they do this amazing musical number. Uh, that's the thing. We can't spend a lot of time on the musical numbers because they're all well, just great. I, you have I to know, watch but them. This, and this also, like, I will do say this one has a great um, thing that I like to call trash in the camp. Where they Yeah, where you've they made this reference on, multiple I, times. What else are you going to reference I when, when, when people bang on pots and pans to make music? Obviously, trash in the camp from Tarzan. I'm not saying you're wrong. You just but do it they, a lot. They do a trash in the camp. I was not a big Zac Efron Gourley. I'll say that. Um, I was not a huge, like, I didn't have, like, an insane crush on him until Hairspray. That was where he, like, had a jump scare. I was like, oh, this is the hottest man I've Fun ever seen. room. Yeah, that, that was, I was like, this is, my, my brain is broken by how hot he is, and I was in love with him after Hairspray. But I do sp- specifically remember there is one shot of him in, when they start trashing the camp, and he's got his arm, and, like, arms for women are such a thing. Like, not, <laughs> obviously, we don't want them to look like Chris Hemsworth, but, like, he, like, really hard bangs on these pans, and I remember as, like, an eighth grader being like, woo. That's something. In that. That's, there's something there. There's, there's something, something there. there. There's something there. I also, I mentioned it a little bit, but this is the first time, I mean, we hear it in what time is it, but Zac Efron is now providing his own singing tracks, and it is so funny, because I went back and then watched, like, Get Your Head in the Game after watching some of these. It is so audibly not the same person, and it makes it sound like he went through puberty in, like, the six months between. That's because his voice is so He's much deeper. He's a late bloomer. Yeah. I also, this is the problem with this scene. I, the only note I have for it, literally, is Gabriella keeps weaseling her way to the front row, and I'm like, this is about Chad and Troy. Get back. Like, 
get out of here. I want, I also like watching them dance together. They're really good dancers. Like, I want Incredible her out of the fucking frame. Because, yeah, Gabriella comes in to, for lunch, but it's like 3.5 minutes early. And so Fulton's like, you have three strikes, otherwise you get fired. I'll be watching very closely, Miss Montez, et cetera, et cetera. They do the whole musical number. And Troy Bolton, mastermind that he is, decides, you know what? It's my first day on this job. How about, yeah, an, illegal, like, how about an illegal golf court pick, golf, <laughs> golf course picnic? This was nuts because also it appears to be the middle of the day. Worst possible like, time. He's like, no one will find us. I'm like, well, someone's going to be playing. You're going to get, you're going to run into someone's game. It, well, is it closed? Like really also very convenient that Gabriella brought a formal dress with her to, to work today. As much as you're saying like the arms thing for girls, like the scene of them having a picnic on a golf course, like with the beautiful mountains behind them. Like that was also. I mean, Kenny knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's also for the ladies a little bit. I do just think... That is my problem with, the, with like, I don't want to shut on Troy and Gabriella too much. Because it is, like, when they let them be so not maudlin and serious, they have cute chemistry. Like, when they were doing the grape throwing thing. Yes, and then they, they, they dance chem- to these sprinklers. Like, I was like, I'm buying everything they're selling. I'm into them. This is really cute. Mm-hmm. And they're acting like cute teenagers who like each other. Ryan and Sharpay are watching them from, like, a uh, tower. Hilarious. A ruined tower. Because, like, Sharpay's plans are in danger like a now. Yzma fortress. And she's like, this line delivery also, where she's like, on the 14th, period, it's looking bone dry. <laughs> like, I was literally... You said, tell maintenance to give a little extra spits, and she has them, the sprinklers turn on, they get soaked. But they were about to kiss. They were about to kiss. But also, she's like, yes, I've ruined their picnic. But then they start to have fun in the sprinklers. But then Fulton immediately shows up and busts them. He also has a crazy blind reading here, where he's like, how gallant. <laughs> Mark, Hilarious. Mark, you're killing me. So yeah, they 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 get a strike uh, for doing that. The strike thing really never matters. Fun fact. Um, no, because they only ever get two. So then it, it cuts back to the kitchen, and they go and meet up with Kelsey, who too they go into like a side practice room where she's prepping some music to play or something for the uh, the mood music, as Emma says. And she tells them, "Oh, you have to. There's this talent show. All the staff gets to do a number. You guys should do it. Troy, I mean uh, Chad and Jason and Z." They can all do backup. And Gabriella and Troy are like, no, 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 no. We just did the no, musical. No, 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 no. Gabriella is down. Troy is a tease. He's like, hey, my singing career started and ended with the musical. With the winter musical. And Gabriella's like, oh, no, no. Like, Gabriella's upfront about her desires. Troy's like, I'm never fucking singing again. <laughs> Cut to him inching. She starts playing the song. He's like inching. Like, he doesn't even take not two steps. And then he starts turning his head over. He's like, oh, hmm. maybe. Maybe I'll get involved. Yeah. Back over there. When I hear my favorite. <laughs> like, then he does this like 17 times throughout this movie. I'm like, you are a little ham. Just own it, you little freak. <laughs> he doesn't even try to walk away. He pull up, pauses at the end of the piano, and he's just waiting for them to like beg he's him to come back. He's playing hard to get. He's playing hard to get, but he's not hard to get. He lasts four notes and, before he joins the song anyway. Yes, because she wrote a song just for them. It's called You Are the Music in Me. And also, by the way, two things. This song's slow. Such a fucking snooze. Number two, Gabriella Girls, Are You Blind? In the scene, she is dressed like a fucking bitty baby. I like, bitty Char- baby? Remember the bitty babies? No. Both are an American Girl doll baby doll. And that's how Gabriella dressed. Yeah, because I, I have their frame Charpe of reference for that. out here in like LeMay gold bikinis under a tube top and you are liking this big, this girl who's dressed like a baby doll. I need to stop for a moment because we did forget an important note. Sharpay, when they're in the tower, tells Ryan, you need to watch them. So, as you may recall from our last High School Musical episode, we said there was one line that we quoted to each other, we made jokes about, it made us die laughing. That was true of High School Musical 1. There is another for High School Musical 2, and it's this, where they sing their song, and the camera zooms out, and we cut to Ryan in a hallway, away from the piano, and he has a walkie-talkie. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not even done with this musical. Oh, there's more for the music? Okay, we'll get back to the, the opera in a second. Hold on one second. He lasts four notes. The piano 
know it's like a party drug to him. He cannot get away. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to believe the the songs that are happening, you know, when it's his emotions. Like, they're not aware that they were all singing because they'd be like, hey, that's crazy. I don't dance, but I just did a whole mm-hmm. song called mm-hmm. Get Your Head in the Game. They now start making references to the musical numbers they've done, which we are to believe they're not aware that, like, they're oh, doing music. He yes. goes, he goes, maybe we can work oh, this out. Oh, because the rest of the, everybody comes yes. in to join them. You're yes. right, he excuse goes, me. Maybe we can work this out, but only if if we're, we're all, all in this together. together. I'm like, were you aware you were in a movie and that was the finale number? And that's not something you guys have ever said. And I literally have in my notes, we need a cleanser after that cringe line, which is the greatest line yes. in this entire film. And then I said, better, different movie. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's at the piano. They're talking about, they're agreeing to do the performance. Everyone's really excited about it. Emma's laughing already. It pans out of the room. We cut to Ryan in a separate hallway. He's holding a walkie talkie. The most deadpan Lucas Grable can go, clicks the button and he goes, golden throat. This is jazz square. We may have a problem. <laughs> And Colds and throat. throat. This, this is, is jazz square. square. That we, may have a we would reference that to each other all the time. That's why it's the title of the episode. That's I guys a better line I could not write myself. It's incredible. And again, a reference to the original movie. Ryan uh, loves a good jazz square. It's a, a crowd that's favorite. His personality. It is. It is. But yeah, I did think, and that is something I want to say about these songs overall, is that I feel like the two, two, two on two, the duet numbers aren't as strong as they were in High School Musical 1. Like, you know, the... Breaking Free was going to be hard to Breaking Free. I mean, even like Bop to the Top, Start of Something New, What I've Been Looking For. Those are all unmitigated classics. And here there's Music in Me, there's the the Sharpay version of Music in Me, then there's Every Day at the End, which is only okay. Okay. They don't, like, the big party... The big party numbers, they are better. They smash those out of the fucking 100% and I feel like they had to make it had to be some kind of devil's bargain and they're like okay we can make a halfway decent Gabriella song for once but it's at the detriment to the other duet songs the only reason this do this Gabriella song doesn't suck ball sack is because he comes in for a duet at the end for the famous TikTok thing we'll we'll get there we'll we'll get there we'll get there So this is where she's in the spa yes and the dog has highlight foils on a fucking tray table in front of her hilarious and she's Mm. doing a face mask yeah Ryan's filling her in on all of the details and she's like don't worry, I'm about to put the next part of my plan Phase into two. action. Phase two. The pink golf cart. Well, it Foundational will, to me. Well, first, Fulton comes in and says, you guys are caddies today. Get out on the golf course. They're like, okay, great. And, and they're like 40 bucks a bag. And he's, he's like... But who are we caddying oh, for? And Chad's like, I'll, for 40 bucks, I'll be the white man's whore. Like, I like. <laughs> he says, I'd caddy for Godzilla. And then Fulton goes, close. Very close. <laughs> literally me. He's like, oh, I'll be a whore for 40 bucks. Great, do it. Um, and so they go down to the golf course. And yeah, they meet Sharpay and Ryan. Also, like, that's my problem. Which is, again, like, why Chad's such a fucking hypocrite. Like, he would do anything for $40. <laughs> like, he would literally do He's like, I will caddy for Donald Trump for $40. <laughs> like, he doesn't give a shit. So then when Troy starts starts getting a windfall. He's like pissed at him. Like you would be catching that money, those Italian leather golf shoes that they will not They will not shut up about the damn golf shoes. It's so weird. Oh my God. I never realized how much they bring that back. It's so referenced. Uh, They go out to the course. They meet Sharpay and Ryan. Sharpay and Ryan have their bags in Sharpay's custom pink golf cart. A culture. Guys, I literally saw it and I was like, I remember always wanting to be this for Halloween, but it's almost too niche. But I love this outfit. She's in like a like golf dress, like pink and green striped with these great big fishtail braids. Down the side. Her hair is basically a wig in this movie. She's wearing so much fake hair. She has these two big fishtail braids and a tiara for a game of golf and a rhinestone pink and green golf dress. I love that though, because so what happens is she's like, oh, you're caddying for my mom and dad. The mom's already there. And the dad shows up in a, in a freaking fucking helicopter. helicopter. 
helicopter. He they landed in the golf course. How much course. of a budget was that? I I can't imagine. And he steps out and say, and also has some. I, you immediately get this man's personality. He goes, "Where's the first hole and what's the course record?" And then he walks closer and he's like, "I actually designed the course and hold and the I course." And I set the record and hold the course record. And I was like, "I love this guy's this guy energy." Is like Robert Curtis Brown is his name. He's like a long time like character actor. Like he's been in legit fucking everything. Like I can't even like begin to describe. But he's like he's one of those guys who's fucking been in everything. You know what I mean? And he's like, incredible. He's killing it. Killing in this it. Role. And the second I saw that golf cart, because my brain is fundamentally broken, I was like, I remember the blooper of that golf cart where it won't go. <laughs> and she stomps on the gas and it won't go. And Troy has to push it, tries yeah. to push it from behind. And now I thought that was the funniest fucking shit I had ever seen when I was. <laughs> there are good bloopers. The for bloopers this movie. are great. They're great. So yeah, they introduced Troy and Chad to her to her dad. This is scene is just so fucking funny. The oh. physical comedy of this scene is Oh, incredible. Great. What I was going to say was the reason she's wearing a tiara is when he shows up, he calls her princess. Princess, and yeah. And then that's when you realize and he, that and she he, is and, the dad's and, and he's created a monster. And I've referenced this, so I need to bring it up, is he goes to Ryan and is like, Ryan, my son, he clearly cares about him. And then he just goes, fix your hat. Because he wears it like slightly to the Ryan side. Ryan always tilts and, and he just And every time he sees him, like at the end when Ryan uh, gets his crowning glory, he's like, I love you, son. I'm so proud of you. Fix that. Such a random joke, but I but love like it so much. it's like the way dads will needle their sons and yeah, moms just, will needle their daughters. It just makes me laugh every time. But they start playing golf, and Emma is 100% right. This is just a comedy showcase for the it's Evans family. hilarious. Chad is caddying for mother. Yes. And Troy is caddying for daddy. Mm-hmm. Mother and daddy is also hilarious. This, like, is, this is also where they drop that uh, Troy apparently also plays, plays golf. golf. He was on, on the, the golf, golf team. team. I guess, sure. Chad, Which also, like, then... Of course he's a golf pro. Fuck off. Why are they <laughs> mad at him? He's on the golf team. Uh, Tro- uh, Chad referenced that he played baseball, which will come up later. But they start the game, and it's just like The way that wall. she hacks up that ball mm, is fucking hilarious. Absolutely, 100%. And then later on- And it's so funny because the mom is so bad. Sharpay is awful. Ryan's not good. Like, the dad is good. Yeah. They, they, and they're but, clearly just doing but, it for but fun. it's so demented because they're all like- Incredible. And I'm like, incredible. And you have incredible. the great comedy of then Troy and Chad watching these people be like terrible. The shot where Ryan backboard. goes backboard and his mom puts the spit <laughs> And then it doesn't go in the hole and she just reaches inside <laughs> that and they're like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> I literally, I just have in my notes, backboard. <laughs> and then also there's a, this great scene where they have him on the edge of like a cliff thing. They also just let Troy start playing. As yeah, oh play. yeah. Well, they let, and they leave Chad with the bag. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're on top of the wall and they all just take driving. They go, ah. And then, okay. and then Troy Chet will go over and be like, where the hell did the they, balls go? There's a great, he has, everyone has a great silver. He just goes, no idea. <laughs> like, it's so fucking funny. I looked at it and I was like, this whole scene is like legitimately It's like they, they nailed the family dynamic in one scene. It's incredible. Then so it's at, dinner. At, at the end of the night, yeah, it wraps up being a caddy. Fulton comes, uh, Chad has to be like iced down because he was walking around. It. Troy eventually ended up riding in the cart with Sharpay and stuff. Fulton throws a shirt and a tie at Troy and says, get changed, go out to the dining room. And he steps out and he doesn't know what he's getting into. Sharpay has invited him to dinner with her family and this is where you see the other part of her Machiavellian scheme. Um, you mean the nicest thing anyone's ever done for anyone? <laughs> her dad is on like the also, board. Like, you know what? Let's 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 play this game here. Let's play this fucking game. If she was saying I'll give you a scholarship if you have sex with me that's fucked up. If you say I'll give you the scholarship if you break up with your girlfriend for me that's not great. I would say that's villainous behavior. Her ask is sing with me in this stupid fucking talent show and I will get you a full ride to the University of Albuquerque. He's a moron. I'm sorry. Well, Emma, that's that's what she says she wants, but really she wants to alienate him from his friends and loved ones so then she can swoop in for the kill. If his friends point. and loved ones are that fucking dumb, then get rid of them. But yeah, she introduces the fact that her dad is on the board for the University of Albuquerque. He's already a fan of Troy's from the basketball season. They're and with like six 
takes boosters at the yeah, dinner. Yeah, they're with like a scout or something basically and like she's talking Troy up saying. But that's the other thing. It's not like she is dangling a carrot that like she had no power to fulfill on. She is literally introducing him to a basketball scout and like a booster at this university at dinner. Like this is a very important dinner for him. Like she has the connection. She's not tricking him. No, she's manipulating him to her Machiavellian schemes. I would love to be manipulated <laughs> into a full ride for college. Oh, also, by the way, before... Student loan is not a joke. Before he gets roped into this dinner, he asks Gabriella to ha- have a late dinner and then sneak a swim. That'll come up in a second. But yeah, he goes through with this whole dinner with the Evans and it goes great. They're all been f- all having fun and he's like, okay, well, I better... I mean, Sharpay is doing a little bit of the girlfriend thing where she's like, oh, this should be in a Windsor knot and like mm-hmm. is trying, but she's being nice to him. She's like, it to me, you could tell she was introducing him to her parents as like, this is a boy I like. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Even, and not telling her that he's in a committed relationship. I don't see, didn't see Troy bringing it to up. Get, well, to get them to like cozy up to him. Troy goes back in the kitchen to change and go meet Gabriella. And if you're watching the live airing, this is where it then moves to the Gabriella scene. But I had only ever seen the musical number. I had never seen the full extended edition. Where they They're, input the musical number in. They put, this is where a musical number is inserted. And Fulton rolls up and is like, no, 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 you're not you're done. You're not needed. You're not needed. Go sit in this chair and he just goes save all applause and questions till after. And he's so clearly not having any of this. And Troy's just like, what's happening? And so this is- a, I've you, never seen it with Huma Huma cut in. I've never like, have. I've only ever seen- never I've cut s- this. Because there's lines that reference it after. There, there's a lot of references to it. I get why if you had to cut one number, you cut this one because it's just like a, basically a comedy number. Like it's not like it's catchy. Like I could like like had come the chorus to myself. For Ryan alone to be in that sequined tunic, would that that deserved camera time alone. It did, and like with but, a fish head that flops up. But like but like you're saying, it's a lot of stuff references it, and you never really know what they're talking about. But it kind of works because it gives the same vibe of the musical in one that like you never yes, really see it's like it. The Twinkle Time but musical, you, but you do get to see it here, and it's. It's a, it's a fine number, but it's just... Huma, huma, nuka, nuka, apu, apa. There are some concerning cultural, Turns, oh. cultural elements, I'm sure. Guys, don't take that out of context. Yeah. I'm only quoting Ashley Disdale. Yeah, it's it, it's a fine number. It's catchy, but I I get why they cut it. Well, if you I mean, there's a really rough line where they go, um, oh, yes, now we get into the kabuki part. And I was like, we're doing kabuki yeah, theater? Yeah, it's a lot. At the Lava Springs concert. There's a lot going on. But yeah, I, but like what you're saying, I don't ever seen the, the musical number itself. I'd never seen like the additional scenes where he talks to Fulton and at the end where he talks to her. Yeah, and I I will say I think it is important you don't need the fucking talking to Fulton part but I, I, I the thing that I like that the scenes here give is that you really do get to see Ryan getting mad when he sees his part being given away Yes, like that. That you, they're sowing those seeds of like he takes because that's never made explicit that that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, you don't it. understand because at dinner, I'm sorry, we should have mentioned this. She basically traps Troy into saying that he promises he will perform with her at the talent show because the parents are all incredibly reasonable. Us, um, and he's like, yeah, okay, but so you just don't know what that means. But yeah, it's basically she's gonna replace Ryan's part with Troy, which would like make a lot more sense because it's a romantic partner thing. And uh, also, like, I'm talking <laughs> fucking line. She's like, he's like, hey, like scale this scene that he has with Sharpay was. Like, scale back the production. What about just like hanging out with your friends? Yeah, just keep it simple. for fun. And like you just said you don't sing earlier. Five <laughs> minutes ago. You fucking liar. And also like, yeah, you know how you just kick with your friends and sing together? Absolutely, bro. Get a good show tune going, hundo percent. But then he, she's like, oh, simple. You're totally right. Just a spotlight on me only. Great note. And he runs away before they, uh, she she can says, start doing it again. He wants her shoes. Oh, she yes. Goes, great, oh. great distraction. Great distraction. Oh my God. I got them in New York. It's just like. And when really she looks good. up, he's gone. He goes to meet with Gabrielle. He puts a swim trunk on and cannonballs into the pool. One of um, the worst line readings in the movie. You're, you're crazy. crazy. Why? Why? Gabriella trying to be fun is terrible. I'm sorry. She is 
she can't do it. But then he's like, I'm super sorry I'm late, but I got a little food. We can swim, have a picnic. I'm like, stop trying to have a picnic, Troy. It keeps getting you in also, trouble. get out of the fucking pool. That's like the one rule. Yeah, because they're swimming in the pool and then Fulton comes in and busts them immediately, interrupting another kiss okay, attempt. Okay, wait, also, they also put a camera underwater. They, Kenny Ortega was spending money just to spend money at this point. Like, why do we need a shot of them fucking underwater? We get it. They're in the pool. And so she jumps into the pool, which you're done, and then there's this really crazy part that I never noticed before where they like pull up to the edge of the pool before they're about to kiss and you just hear like fucking coyotes howling yes. and he goes listen to that she's like huh and then he goes you know with you right now this is the first time it actually feels like summer and I'm like the coyotes did that like <laughs> that you're about to be eaten by coyotes <laughs> but yeah Fulton rolls up punishes them they both have two strikes now does he does Troy even have strikes I think he's just giving these strikes to Montez I think they reference that he does in fact get strikes but I think yeah, they're softer strikes than Montez has um we then cut back to, to the coach uh at the Bolton house he's helping uh Troy the voice of fucking reason his advice leave these losers and get a scholarship <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, yeah, scholarship's a big deal. He also, at a certain point, though... He's he like, hey, like, your friends are great, but, like, you're gonna need to go to college and leave these fucks behind. And also, number two, like, college is expensive. And I'm restoring this vintage car and have a massive house. Oh, he is not, not restoring that piece of shit. He's making it barely <laughs> run to give to Troy. Um, as we see... In he has a great that, quote. Where that's why they go to the junkyard in three, is because they need to get parts for Troy's shitty car. Also, like... This line, never be ashamed of attention as long as you've earned it. True as fuck. Also, Troy is Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at a certain point, he starts out good like you're talking about, but at a certain point, he just shifts into vague platitudes, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're trying to say, Coach Bolton, I, but I'm here for you. And there's a weird bit. They fix the car, and he goes, how's the food at Lava Springs? And he goes, beyond good. And he's like, all right, well, anyway. Like, he just was that's like, what I'm saying. Like, that's, like, the, that's like the button they put on the scene where he like, asks him, I'm like, that's not a joke. Like, it's light, but it's like, why did we need that? Cuts the next day. He meets up with Gabrielle by the pool while she's teaching like a water aerobics class and uh so charming he's so charming he's like you everybody looks great and then he's like tell you what let's when we get out of here we break can go, it on the rule we'll go no we'll go to a movie or something is, is that this i think that's I this remember. one no i think that's later um but he's like yeah we'll do something after work or whatever and she's like okay sounds great summer woo he goes in and he's late clocking in and he's like mr fulton i'm sorry i'm late clocking in don't give me another strike and he goes guess what you're promoted job opened up at the golf pro shop being an assistant golf pro teaching kids how to play golf and i which which i love troy going i'm not qualified for that and i go um you are literally on the golf team i think you can give a seven-year-old a fucking golf yeah club. fulton literally says just, and then fulton's like this is not hard yeah just you, he's like the hard part is dealing with children just show them which end of the glove and the club and, they hold and duck it's fine. funny because um, that's where my adult brain immediately went i was like um you're more than qualified i've you seen the kids golf lessons at golf clubs but basically what it becomes very clear is that he's getting this job because the evans like him it's yeah. like like they've they give him this fancy new locker he has club privileges Sorry, he's charismatic and they're nice people in, in what world are they the villains i didn't say they're villains i'm just saying that's what's happening but that's what i'm saying is why sharpay's plan is like machiavellian like she's not doing this the dad is doing that because through his own free will because she has served troy up on a silver platter and yeah he gets like free golf clubs these nice Italian shoes that won't come up at all. Yeah, um, we're never... Hey, they, they make this weird comment about how he's got new leather shoes that'll get, like, shined, and they're Italian. This will not ever... Probably... That's such a throwaway line. Throwaway like, why line. Why we talk throwaway about it line. again? And he's like, all right, get dressed, and then go. You have your first class in, like, this an hour so or whatever. This is so cute, where he's got the little kids, and he's going down the line. Mm -hmm. Also just hilarious, where he's like, hey, killer, when a kid just, like, slamming the club into the ground. Efron is funny, guys. Is, Efron yeah, yeah. is funny. Can't say that's um, name for Hudgens, but... But he's trying to work with the kids, and who rolls up 
on her pink custom golf cart, but Sharpay Evans. With a bag of custom pink, pink golf, golf balls. Pink golf balls, 100%. Guys, guys. And she showed up with a private lesson for Troy from Troy Bolton. Also, th- this was the one time I noticed, what's going on with her hair in this scene? This is it's, really, it's like a faux hawk. Yeah, it's, I don't know what's going on. It's so high up. This is uh, the only styling of her that I did not love. Yeah, it's weird. But she's like, oh, dad really liked you. It went so great. And you're going to have me, you know, getting hole-in-ones by the end I of the summer. I love when she, like, almost kills him with the club. And he's like, if we live that long. If we long. live that long, yes. Also a great blooper from here where he begins <laughs> with a club and he hands her balloons uh, that are tied up your you. <laughs> And then, like, they basically just get a scene of kind of, like, laughing and him being like, oh. I like yeah. when they start to bond a little they bit. They bond a little bit. And he's like, oh, my shoes. Like, my ta- shoes. They're, they're Italian. Italian. And she's like, oh. And Taylor is nearby. Taylor overhears this. Troy then has to leave Sharpay to go deal with another kid. And Taylor sees her hit a perfect, like, line, incredible drive. And she's like, oh, he, she's lying about being bad at golf. Hey, guys, if you've never faked being bad at something to get a guy to talk to you, you're not a woman. <laughs> Guess what? That's not evil. That's called playing the long game. The whole thing that men like to do is be annoying and tell you how to do stuff. So you're like, oh, my God, like. What's basketball? Who is a Stanley Kubrick? Like, I just act like an idiot. I, it's not great, but that's the way the world works, ladies. I'm not advising you do that, but I'm just saying we all have just done it at one point or another. Uh, yeah, you're not proud of it. But I'm not proud of it, but when he looks like Zac Efron, I'll pretend I don't know what golf is. Um, But then it cuts into the kitchen. And- no, this scene was also fucking crazy where Taylor sees her and then she, like, goes up into Vanessa and uh, Corbin's ears and is like, mm. um, do you see that? Like... Blah, 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 like, he's going to get sucked into this. And they're like, I Troy can handle himself. Like, he's not a moron, blah, blah. And then Taylor delivers the line of all lines. She goes, she's basically offering him a college scholarship to sing with her in the talent show, guys. That is what she's doing. And I go, she is. And mm-hmm. it's a great fucking offer. And, then, and, and the, Taylor's the only smart enough one to And Chad goes, Troy would never do that. And I'm like, it's free, it's free college. What are you talking about? And then also, this is where Gabriella, she's like, I did hear her oh, oh, overhear him asking her opinion on the Italian golf. She's, she goes, he didn't ask me. And I'm like, it's been like 10 minutes since well, he got him. When did he have time? Anyway, he leaves the golf pro shop. I think he, he's going to meet Gabriella, but who shows up but the dad. And, and the entire U of A basketball team. Okay, but is this like the current college basketball team? Because those men they're, they're are way too freaking old. They're older than me right now. I, did they have to cast people who are exceptionally old because they are already older than high schoolers? I, so I also think they had to cast people who could look like basketball players, but also weren't too tall because Zac Efron is 5'4", and he needs to play basketball against But these guys look 35 each. I know, it's, they, it's, I thought they were legit. I thought they were alumni from the University <laughs> of Albuquerque. I could not tell. And they're like, no, come to the U of A gym, with play with the team. And, and then I'm like, one of the basketball guys says, let's get down, bro. And I was like, oh, God, what 40-year-old Disney exec tried to write college basketball dialogue? And then she runs up. This is the line that she botches so badly in the bloopers, where she's like, Coral, it's a perfect match for your skin tone, just like I thought. It's a perfect match for my skin tone. We're so skin tone. I can't even do it. We're so skin tone compatible. She's wearing a fucking crazy blue scarf around her head. It's fucking amazing. Then he they have lunch yes. with the U of A basketball team. Which this is the one thing Troy does wrong, pretty much. Asks for provolone or No, whatever? well, he doesn't, like, introduce any of his friends. He's he's very, like, it's. I would say it, he's inconsiderate more than anything else. He's like, all these, yeah, incredible basketball players are hanging around and beating, and he's never, and Chad literally walks up. He hands Troy the burger he ordered, and he goes, hey, man, one second. And Chad thinks he's about to introduce him. And he's like, hey, yeah, how's it going? Shakes the basketball 
basketball player's hands. He goes, you know, I wanted Swiss and just like shoves him off. And I was like, ooh, that, like even me, 11 years old watching this movie, I was like, that was cold, Troy. I will say my note didn't even write any of that down. I wrote those burgers and sandwiches look great. They do. They, they look, look so, so good. good. They look They look beyond crazy, uh, I believe is what he says. And then what I love is Chad goes back into the kitchen, hands the burger to Zeke saying Troy wants Swiss. And he just goes and sits down next to Taylor and Gabriella who are eating lunch and just starts taking food from them, like eating his yeah, feelings. Yeah, he, he, he eats her lunch. <laughs> yeah, he's, like eating, that. he's eating her his feelings. But... What happens next is Ryan and Sharpay have a scene together where Ryan basically realizes what's going on, that he's getting kicked out of the musical. She shuns the one man who has always stood by her no matter what, her, her twin her, brother. Her, her non-sexual Yeah, her twin partner. brother. The one person who is a bit by her side no matter what, she stabs him right in the back. Because yeah, I don't. I think she maybe pays lip service that he'll still have a role or he'll, he should know. At one point, she's like, Ryan will still be in the talent show. He'll do his celebrity impressions. impressions. And my God, I would love to see his routine. I would, why is I, that not in the director's Why mind? is that not somewhere? Please, I'd love to see Lucas Greenfield do celebrity impressions. It, it's basically like the scene, in, funnily enough, in Spider-Man 1 where it's like, that's why we're selling the company you're out norman <laughs> like you're out ryan and i realized something ryan is wearing a particular white cap with stripes on it and i was like oh there's only one time that that hat appears and i think we should take a break for a second before we dive I into just before we get into the um to that number this Charvet fucking she asks Kelsey for the song. Oh, that's what the scene is. This is what the scene is. She's asking Kelsey for you are the for music, you music me. me. I need you to speed it up so people want people to fall asleep. So fucking true. Basically the same thing she did to uh, for me and Troy to sing. Yeah. And then Kelsey's like, no, that's it's not available. I wrote it for them. And she goes, repeat. <laughs> and then and then she. How walks, much of you know she's just repeating Charvet's lines? And then she walks in. She goes, transpose. <laughs> You didn't answer my question. So How many of your notes are just Sharpay's lines? I think it's, I have all of her dialogue. Yeah, okay, right now. I figured. But yeah, it's the same thing she did to uh, what, a, what I've been looking for in the first one. Like, made it, did it to their tempo and whatever. Popped it up because it's a fucking snooze. And then, yeah, so Ryan realizes he's out in that moment. Um, and she says that explicitly to him. We're going to take a quick break because it's almost game time. I'm I'll gonna, prepare, but I'm not going to dance. I need I need to head up into the batter's box, do a couple practice swings. Hey, batter, so, hey, batter, batter swing. We'll be right back. <laughs> What time is it? Summertime is fine. No, time, no, it's time for part two of the episode. Oh. And it's time for... Nobody's really asked me to sing. When does did, the did, sing... Has that ever happened on this oh, show? Oh, I think for this one. I was expecting some... <laughs> Do you think you would sing Here. instead of me? This is my favorite Disney Channel original movie. I actually heard, like, a bunch of, like, buzz <laughs> on Twitter. Where, like, there was a bunch of people tweeting and they're like, I think Emma's going to probably sing on this episode. Oh, yeah, that makes I, sense. It was, like... Well, I mean, I, I, it was I, small, but, like, pretty rabid amount. I, I mean, I saw a lot of people posting on our Reddit, our, our subreddit, that, like, man, Luke's really got to do a full rendition of bet on it otherwise no they're gonna review bomb the podcast see, I, didn't, I didn't hear that i that that was buzz that escaped me but the buzz i yeah, saw yours escaped me as well <laughs> it's the, the funny thing i guess we're just hearing two different different sides of the we're internet, in different, different spaces yeah yeah for sure yeah because mine was more i bet emma knows mm-hmm. every single line to fabulous and she could do well, it I mean, and I, probably for the i mean i didn't want to say anything there were a lot of the threads that were like emma can't sing if you think about it so i think they were all gonna be really mad if you did sing so I know. I try not to shine a light on that part of our fan base, but mm, that's a pretty toxic fan base. Yeah, that's a pretty toxic part of the fan base, but there's always what some. What can you do but prove a toxic fan base wrong? <laughs> 
And then let me sing. No, Emma, let you, her no, sing. Emma, Emma, you have let her Emma, sing. we have to do it the Disney way. We have to cater to the toxic fan base's yeah. demands. And, and then we'll get fucking Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I fucking hate that. No, movie. we're not getting into it. We are not doing that. It's all been said. I want to get on a hot mic for three hours. I got every much I fucking Start your own Star Wars movie. podcast. I'm not doing that one with you. Anyway, Ryan is walking sadly away from his meeting with his sister. And Gabriella takes pity on him. Uh, Taylor is kind of like, all right, bye, Ryan. They invite Ryan to the basement. They invite Ryan to the staff baseball game. He's like, I can't come. I'm not staff. And she's like, everyone's invited. And I'm like, your parents own this fucking place. You can go wherever you want. Yeah, you can punch people in the face here. It's fine. All of the women at the baseball game, Vanessa and Martha included, are dressed like fucking rainbow bright. (laughs) Everybody that is female and that is not sure paying this movie should have taken the costume designer and shot them outside the back of Lava Springs (laughs) because they do nobody any favors. They show up for the baseball game. Ryan is there. Chad immediately calls him out like he has a problem with it, being like, no, 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 Sharpay's spy is here. Why would you bring him? And he goes, I'm not a spy. She cut me out. I'm really done with her. And he's like, yeah, she's she's ruining our staff show because she's taking Troy. And Gabriella goes, oh, it's not ruined. Not if we have him. And she tries. She, in this moment, has the idea to make Ryan their director for yes. their staff musical. He number. knows to put on a sh- how to put on a show. But the guys are immediately like, again, he is Christ. They will not dance without Troy because he's the only one who makes singing and dancing cool and not stupid. And because they're his disciples. They're his disciples. Sure. And Chad is his Judas. Or is Peter? Does he deny him I, three it, times? It would be... Troy kind of does more of the denying here. There's a relevance there I'll, either I'll that biblical that scholars end. can uh, debate about. This is where, And this is where Chad makes the, the statement that I don't dance. Mm-hmm. And I said, literally, all you do is dance, but <laughs> fucking but go carry off on. king. Um, but Emma, if he didn't say that, we couldn't have the most... Homoerotic? Erotically charged in, in for, for, more, for everyone, though. They have more chemistry than Troy and Gabriella, than Taylor and Chad by a fucking mile. They are into They literally, the, before they even begin dancing, someone throws a bat in the middle. Ryan just grabs this it. This is they, erotic. They, it, it's, it's a top-bottom situation, 100%. I mean, I'm not going to make the obvious pitching joke, but they're pitching. Okay, well, you just did, though, <laughs> is the thing. You can't say I'm not going to make the joke and then go that route. But basically, Ryan... Ryan is going to play them in baseball, which they think is very funny because they think he's a big soft boy who only does musical numbers. Also, like, let's, we said this in the first episode. We have to give the, if you didn't listen to the first Tyson musical episode, get your fucking life together. Yeah, I think that's our best episode, frankly. Uh, yeah. Um, but also, Kenny Ortega has come out and, like, obviously said, Ryan is probably the character he based most on himself. Ryan is pretty coded as gay. Um, or at I'm, least figuring it out. And by that, I would mean explicitly coded as gay based on quite literally everything about him. But Emma, what are you um, talking about? He's totally going to steal Gabriella from Troy. But dude, what the <laughs> fuck is that? I, even at fucking 13, I was like, hey, respect me more than this. Respect me more than this. I know that's not happening. The man's a threat. The man's a lady killer. I, he's showing her how to do a swing move. Let's fucking relax. But anyway, he's pretty explicitly coded as gay and maybe he doesn't know yet. And that's kind of how Kenny's at. It's like, I was in high school. I was really into theater. I didn't really, you know, wasn't like other guys. So there is a, a good dichotomy here where it's like, oh, they think he's gay and going to be bad at baseball. And like he flips the stereotype on his head and Yes, the stereotype that gay men are bad at baseball. Famously. Famously. Famously (laughs) bad at baseball, gay men. You know what I mean? It means you're into theater and not athletic and you're not into sports. Right, that's all that you are, basically, is the point. But speaking of of Kenny Ortega, truly one of the greatest decisions in filmmaking. This dancing is fucking Just the decision like, okay, we've done basketball as dance. What if we did baseball as dance? It's so good. 
like he takes the bat and swings it up and does a spin from it. I was oh, like, God, God, yes. When they're sliding and like they flip over the bases and play shit. Play ball. Play ball, boys. Let him play. play let, let the boys play. Let the big dog hunt. But like it is also like a weird like swing jazz number. Mm-hmm. So they do a bunch of like Charleston stuff like where it's like they kick the legs. And it is so fucking well done. It's, yeah, it's, I never want it to stop. Also but because... To Lucas Graveyard and Corbin Blue are both amazing fucking And dancers. But to Emma's point, at a, they, they start flirting with each other. Oh, yeah, They're, yeah. they're flirting with one another. They are, this, they are this is, this absolutely. Is, this is like more overt than like the Top Gun volleyball scene. Like, He's like, like giving him like the cum yeah, like, thing. Like, like they're both homoerotic, but this one is more explicit. Like the two men are flirting on screen. Yeah. That's what's happening. And then guess what, guys? This scene ends and they're wearing the each jokes have clothes. all The jokes have all been made. We know. Okay, no, they swatch clothes for why, no discernible why, reason. Why? What was the scenario where you took all of your clothes off? They're also, like, at the end of the game, eating a hot dog together. Not even going to touch that. Addy dog. Fucking 10-foot pole. But they're eating a hot dog together. This is where you kind of get the throwaway line of, like... Chad's like, yo, you're fucking amazing at baseball. And he's like, oh, Little League World he's, Series. He's in the Little League World Champions. Series champions. And then they start like playfully pawing it. Yeah. Like, Chad's like, oh, you devilish rogue. Like, oh, you devilish. And then you realize the outfit that Ryan was playing baseball and Chad is now wearing, including the fucking like page boy cap. Yep. And Ryan is completely from head to toe in Chad's outfits. In what universe would they switch clothes? What, why? What was the conversation? Other than post-coitally. What was the conversation? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's the mo- it's the best dance number in the whole movie, bar none, and it's all done in the for- form of baseball, and I love it. We go to oh, Troy scrimmaging, yes, to which both of the dads are there watching his dad and Mr. Evans. Who yes. I'm so glad to get to share a scene. I was I, like, I was like, wait, why are you there, coach? No, with like, a bunch of ominous men in suits sitting yes. there. Like the board of directors came to watch this. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they're like, yep, we're ready. Oh, fine job, great, good job. And I'm like, uh, why the fuck are they here? Before the baseball game, they were that they were going they were all like he and Gabriella were supposed to do something and then he was supposed to play basketball with the team before the baseball game and he's like I can't do any of that I gotta go practice with these college level athletes and they're like oh why don't you have them come out here and play us and he's like mm, it's closed practice you know they're not gonna want to play with you guys just with me Troy Bolton it cuts to the next day they full at the end of the the baseball dance summer they fully accept Ryan as the director yes. of the show. So he shows up wearing Wildcat colors, yes. where it's a white shirt and a red and, and white. And she goes, "Whoa, Wildcat! Shut, stop fucking calling people Wildcat!" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, is it too much?" And she's like, "Well, you know, maybe a little, but it looks fine." And he's like, "Well, I I just didn't want everyone to you know be saying that I wasn't one of the team or whatever." He's like, "Oh, they're not saying that anymore." After I thought I, I thought everyone thought I was Sharpay's poodle, but yes. I want them. To and then they're like, "Oh, no one's saying that now." After the rehearsal last night, like they had rehearsal I, after the baseball. Well, well, there's a whole brownie incident. That, yes, that, there's the brownie incident. We don't say, and we only get to see one rehearsal, which is a little bit later. They're chatting poolside, and then, and she, then she goes, "Hey, show me that swing step from rehearsal last night." And he starts doing it, and who steps up but Troy Bolton? And this is where they try to make you believe that Troy is threatened romantically by, by Ryan, Ryan Evans, who is wearing a fucking insane patterned outfit and what I can only describe as short shorts like what are we doing what are we doing what are you doing Troy because I will say to Zac Efron's credit he is so so pissed so, so pissed oh so intense where like he's like oh yeah we did we did the game and then we did rehearsal they're just oh, like excitedly telling we, him about their day we had day. dessert afterward her mom makes the best friend <laughs> he just goes I know I've had them like so pissy it's I amazing I he's visibly like you fucked my girlfriend and ate her Mom's brownies. <laughs> you gay gay man. Then he has to go meet with Sharpay for to rehearse their number. Um, and this is where he first finds out that they are now doing the music and me, her version of it. Na, 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 
and there's like pyrotechnics and like she sings 90% of it. He only comes in for like the this chorus is, but sometimes. this is also, before this, there's a, there's a scene with him and Chad. He comes back down to the kitchen to like get his breakfast or whatever the fuck because they have to like cook him as Oh, is that now? Yeah, and well, there's there's something where it's like, we wouldn't have elected you captain if we would have known. Like, And it's and I'm like, why does everyone at this school act like being the captain of the basketball team is akin to being an elected president? Why does him being the captain mean he has to have the greatest moral compass of all time akin to Christ? Because he's supposed to lead the team, Emma, and he's leaving his team but behind. But also the whole school. Like, the whole school <laughs> must follow the basketball captain? Well, they're all the wildcats, Emma. They <laughs> they get their head in the game. But now they see you're the music in me, and it's she speeds it the fuck up. This is the same shit where he's like, oh, my Jorpe, I, I really don't want to do this. You want the music. He goes yeah, he right. Tra- he just starts doing a prancing dance Zach, move. Zach Efron, though, does a great job of playing Troy as incredibly confused where yes. he's just like looking around and being like, what the uh, frick the is all this? The machine is really funny. Yeah, and then he's like, and he, he's like a little off key because it's like out of his register where he's like, you are the, the music, music in me. And he's like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. She's like, no, this table right here, it's going to be all scouts. University for boosters. University boosters. They're going to see how great sing, singing you are. Scouts that I did write down. I was like, I do, is the singing part of it? But I guess it just, it's, it's, it, it's it. just like a rounding his college app, I guess. Also, did you notice that Sharpay's mic is covered in rhinestones? Yeah, a fucking corset. <laughs> but it wouldn't work. It's all around the head of it where the sound Listen, goes in. The, the way that they abandon singing into the mics on all of these talent show numbers is insane. Everywhere, Troy's mic is out here as he is. Uh, Gabrielle Lecter does a good job. Troy's like, He's got his theater hands running around like crazy. He's not even singing into the mic. Those mics are literal props. But they wrap up the number. Troy's very confused and he's like, yeah, I really don't want to do this. This is way beyond what I agreed to, what I'm comfortable with. And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's just something you'd promise me to do. And again, a crazy visual gag, which never would have been in the first one, is it cuts away, it cuts to Troy making a confused face and it cuts back to Sharpay and she's in a full wedding dress. Yes. Like, like, that's like a fucking scrubs cutaway. It absolutely is. I was really taken aback by that. It's honestly a little out of place, but I I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, since when are we in Troy's internal monologue? Oh, well, this is Troy's part of the movie now, pretty much. Well, this movie is not about Gabriella. I'm going to be no, fucking No, that's why I said guys. she's not really in this it This is his struggle. And like, it's like, yes, they kind of, but like, she is. The story is really Ryan, Sharpe, Troy. That is like the real that trio is, of main and characters. And like, Chad. Like, I, I, like, well, Chad's I, part of Troy's thing. The, when I say he's Christ, I'm not kidding. But also like, when you watch the end of this movie, when they are all teared up on the fucking lava rock mountain by the pool. Troy is alone at the top. I mean, it's signifying his main character. With the stigmata because he's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry this metaphor is really off the wall. He's laughing. It's, it's correct. He's literally on the top. He's about to turn five loaves into a million things of bread. Uh, but he's up there by himself. And then directly underneath them are Gabriella, Mary Magdalene, <laughs> and Sharpay, who are on equal footing. Like, it is so clear that he is the lead and the driving force of this movie and like Gabriella is like I don't want to get all Aladdin like a prize to be won but she kind of is like collateral damage or like what he loses when he loses himself she's not like a collateral char- damage is a better word she's not a character yeah. with real motivation in this movie like I don't really she just wants to have a good summer which means by, which involves dating Troy oh, I guess but he's too busy grow up he sees her in the wedding dress in his mind he's like I need to get some air which is really funny because they're outside so then he, he sees everyone having fun rehearsing with Ryan in like a dirty dancing downstairs upstairs looking how much fun all the pores are having yes and then they start wrapping up he goes and hides because everyone's mad at him now. And then Sharpay comes in and sees Ryan helping them. And she's like, you were supposed to spy on them, not... Uh, Turn them into the cast of Grease. Yes. Also, Ryan, this is what I was talking about. Ryan is so visibly sunburnt here. Like, Luke is gray, Bill. Like, he's a pale man. 
his his face is so much redder. He's wearing like a tank top or something. You can see the skin. It's so visibly tan. My note here is they are in a different, better movie. And he's just basically like, hey, sorry, you're just doing your own thing. It doesn't involve me. Like she she tries to keep in the fact that they're a team. Like that the yeah. su- that her success is success for them both. And he's like, no, it's not. No. I don't get to do anything. Just be this at your back and call. This scene is great. They're in a different, better movie. Totally. But now Sharpay. And, and I is- really care about their fracture, I guess. Like, I do too. This movie does a good job of setting up those stakes of like, I know that Sharpay is probably, I guess we're supposed to believe the villain. And Ryan is with the Wildcats, which is supposed to be good. But like, you don't want Ryan and Sharpay to be in a fight. You no. do not want them to be fractured as they are each other's non-sexual partners. Like, you don't want them to be in this Well, feud. and I think that's something, they do a good job of like, and this is a credit to, I think all three of these movies are written by the same guy. And like, there's, like you said, there's some weird stuff with continuity between this one and the, the first one. In High School Musical 3, they address that the dynamic between them has shifted. Like, it doesn't just oh, go back yes. to the status yes. quo at the end. Like, she needs to get him back on his, her side a little bit to, like, go along with what she wants. And it's like, oh. I want the world, nothing. No, next, next, no, next movie, next movie, next movie. Talk about upping the fucking budget. Next movie, next movie. Okay, also, like, they're so good in the third one. Like, they're they're amazing. And the only complaint I have about their arc is that, like, I do feel like it gets, and this is on the screenwriting, but it's, like, it's resolved at the end of every movie and then it comes back to the next movie and they're Sharpay is yet again the antagonist. I wouldn't say she's the antagonist of the third one. They're all for competition for a scholarship to Juilliard. But who is the antagonist then of the third movie? It doesn't really have one. It's kind of just like them. the looming threat of the future. Of great, yeah, basically. That girl that likes wants to be Sharpay. That like those young kids that they tried to yeah, she, yeah speed kind us. of maybe her, but like, her. but she but she just betrays Sharpay. But she's, I wouldn't say she's the villain. To put Emma, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in Harry Potter for you to understand. It's like Harry Potter three. There's no explicit villain in Harry Potter three. It's just like. The overall dread. I mean, I guess you could say it's Peter Pettigrew. He doesn't incite much of the action. I'm just saying, like, it's just like, yeah, stuff that's have circumstances are is the villain. Um, that's where I was looking Fair for. Enough. That's how you understand it. Um, but so now get now Sharpay is threatened, which I don't believe, frankly. I think she thinks she's the best always. Yeah, but, I don't know why she saw that stupid little fucking lottie down well, number. I thought think, it was gonna beat her production down. I think Sharpay, and stick with me. I think Sharpay is like a Richard Nixon figure, where like Nixon only did. Watergate because he was nervous about losing, but all the polls projected him to win. So yeah. if he had done nothing, I think she's actually better. so concerned with winning that she ties herself in knots because she yes. is. Because say what you want about Troy and Gabriella, she is smarter than both of them. She could do circles around them. They're not even reverse plotting her. Like the only way she can be defeated is by her own hubris. Her hubris. She can't that's be defeated a, by someone else because no one else is even that smart. Her her fatal character flaw, much like Macbeth's is ambition, Sharpay's is hubris. Um, um, where her, she's so concerned about how she is go- how she's going to come off that she can't ch- accept any small yes. fraction of challenge to her power. So she goes and sees Fulton and tells him the staff cannot perform in the musical. I mean, in the talent show, we have very important guests coming. They're all going to need to be. It's going to yep. need to be all hands on deck. No staff performances. And he's like, uh, we that we have a long tradition of per- letting the staff perform. You really can't do that. And she's like, oh, I can't traditions do that. can change. Traditions can change. I can't also, do this outfit is fucking sick. She's in a black dress with a little cutouts on the side and pigtails and I think a tiara again. And I love it but basically she's 
telling him you got to kick the staff out of the talent show. Right. So he draws up a memo and gives it to Taylor and says, put it in the staff area once everyone's shifts are over because he doesn't want people freaking out <laughs> in the middle of their shift, I guess. And this is this is actually my favorite bit from him is where he just like loses it. Well, this he's is fi- when I was like, how sad is it that I'm now relating to Fulton? I relate to when Fulton he's, like, so much. When he's like, listen, I related to him because like they're all freaking out about this talent show. I'm like, who cares? It's your job. Like, yeah. go through a talent show in your backyard on your weekends. Like, <laughs> who the fuck gives a shit? And he's like, sometimes you have a job and there's car payments and a mortgage. And I'm like, yeah, preach, Fulton. Sometimes you gotta do shit. You don't want to do kids. Grow up. It's life. Yeah, and then Taylor just goes, Mr. Fulton, do you want some tea? And he goes, chamomile would be lovely. And he gets to the cart with her. It's very funny. But yeah, she takes the, she puts the posters out. Everyone sees them. Freaks freaks out. out. So upset. We worked so hard. Blah, 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 blah. Sharpay's doing this. Gabrielle's wearing a dress over jeans. Yes, and she storms out to go Meet, confront Sharpay. Confront Sharpay face to face. This and is like this, where I think they begged. She begged for like some sort of like. We, real... we talked about this a little bit already, but she has like this, this supposed to be happening. Why are Sharpay and her friends hanging by the pool at 9 p.m.? They're cel- they're toasting to the fact that their staff is. Yeah. And they're drinking like milkshakes or something. I don't know what's going on there. It's pitch black. It's, pitch, it's the middle of the night practically, <laughs> which is weird because they're supposed to go home for dinner. There's so many. It's they so they get two meals a day, it's, which it's is so I don't know. clear that they totally. Um, I guess maybe they don't get lunch. But they needed to like maybe. capitalize on night shoots for this movie because so much of it happens at night and I'm like why would they ever be at this country club this late well that's what I was saying is they say you they get two meals a day but then we I see, think breakfast and lunch that's what I thought but we see them eating like a, a box lunch maybe that came from the the uh, kitchen I'm not sure but it could be breakfast and dinner and they bring their own lunch maybe I don't know but usually when they say like we're gonna sneak a swim it's like they stay late this is this should be a really great scene for Gabriella where she comes out and she's like you're messing with my friends and I my like summer my summer and I don't abide that but the problem is Gabriella is a blank piece of cardboard and it just comes off up, as Gabriella, so self-righteous bore so stilted and Sharpay actually gets kind of intimidated and like like runs away when Troy shows up or something like that. Like it should be a really great scene. She literally the- goes, she goes, oh, sorry, I'm trying to get him into college. She's like, oh, I'm sorry that you're holding him back. And I was like, she is holding him back. I mean, t- Troy's right. Like Troy's right to go along with this on a certain level. Like, uh, and also if I, any loyal girlfriend would be like, yeah, pretend you like her for four months, get the offer, sign the papers and then come back to me. Well, she just doesn't want to lose her summer. Oh, it's going to cost her summer. these rich people. All right, Emma, summer. Emma, do you want to talk about I Gotta Go My Own Way? This song is Gabrielle's Signature ballad, aka my sleep paralysis demon, all the <laughs> fucking boring ballads they give her. This one is the best one. It is inequivocally the best one. one Race to the bottom. I didn't ask you to sing it. I said talk about up it. In this song, um, quote unquote breakup. Also, up. before this song, she does mention the Italian shoes again. Of course she does. She breaks up with him. She quits her job. As he's like groping her from behind. Like she's like in his arms. She says she's going to quit. Also, yet again, he never did anything that bad. They are too scared to make Troy do anything too bad. Which is like, you're right. This should be Spider-Man 2 logic. And he should fall from grace and be at his bottom and need to crawl his way back up. But they don't ever really let him fuck up enough. Like there should be a scene where they're rehearsing You Are the Music and Me. And she goes to like kiss him and like Gabriella sees like you know what I mean like he should have like at least like pecked her or something which you probably couldn't do in the logic because he hasn't even kissed Gabriella yet but like there should be something that legit looks like he is cheating on her and not just trying to get into college and I think part of that is yeah being on Disney Channel and then and that like they don't they can't make him do anything too bad because we're supposed to like him kind of a thing I, I guess like I mean obviously you all have watched the movie so we don't need to get into it but it's more they're saying that like you've changed man like you're, you're highfalutin and stuff 
stuff. I think Chadler says to him at one point, it's like, you get something on your shirt, someone dry cleans it for you. They're, they're basically in, in the upstairs, downstairs, they're complaining that he's gone upstairs, like that he's moved he's on up. Because it is crazy that being a golf pro makes him an honorary member of this club. That would never happen if the Evans didn't like no. him. Like, they're, that's just a part also, of it. Also, there's a scene after they break up, and Gabrielle gets in her mom's fucking she, minivan. She gives her back the tea necklace. Um, and then, that minivan peels out of there. Peels? The <laughs> it's like she jumped in and said, drive, just drive. Yes, it, Mom. Um, but uh, there's a scene of Troy in his bedroom, which is very well decorated. looks expensive. Oh, you love that big basketball decal of his bed and his basketball pillow? Yeah. And then there's With massive crazy... pictures of himself around? Yeah, just himself. Looking scared. There's one with Gabrielle. Otherwise, it's all Also, him. Cole Schpolten. This is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Walks in. <laughs> with a plate of <laughs> burgers, I think. I thought it was rich. Maybe. I don't remember. I couldn't tell. He's like, hey, you want to take these off the grill? No, he says, normally when I make these, you're ripping them off the grill. And he walks in with a full plate of steaming meat. <laughs> And instead of being like, hey, let me go drop these off in the kitchen and I'll come back up and chat to you because you seem upset. He carries the meat yeah, over. Yeah, Troy's whole room smells like burnt <laughs> meat in now. Also, he's sticking a fork on the family and eating it as he walks over. And then he sits down bedside with the meat plate and the meat plate disappears from the shot. Someone was like, continuity. Someone was like, Bart, give me that. Like, like it was it was so fucking funny. I could not stop it. His name is Bart, isn't it? They also bring up new shoes. Yeah, of course they do. He's like, new shoes, but not new kid. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up a picture of Troy says, from the first movie. And he's like, I know this kid pretty well. He'll figure it out. He'll do the right thing because he's fucking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, you're going your own way with this metaphor. And I I, I, I can respect it. Emma, you can bet that I'm doubling down on it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Troy, or, Troy arrives. No, no, why no. wouldn't this be? Because they try to do it halfway through, but like bet on it gets shit on appropriately in my mind. By for, wrong people? For being like completely demented. Oh, it is. And that he's having what I can only describe as a nervous breakdown, dancing and pot de through a golf course. Everything that you're saying is not a negative. Like he's having what I can only describe as a manic episode. Yeah. And... But like, to be fair, Scream is even more like oh, that in the next yes, one. Yes, the next one. That's down a full on, on, like, he's battling something. But, like, it would make more sense if he was like, I need to go blow off some steam because he's a golfer and, like, went to go play golf by himself, something that men do. No, no, And, he's like, too he started for dancing that. with the clubs and then it turned into a breakdown. No. Nope. It starts at breakdown and then turns into it dancing. It starts with the at a 90. <laughs> Troy shows up to the club the next day. He goes in to get breakfast. No one talks to him. Kelsey just hands him Fulton's flyer, saying that the staff can't join. No words are exchanged. None. He storms out. No dialogue on, is needed. Storms out onto the golf course wearing an entirely black outfit. And I was He's in his villain era. I was electrified. Let me say this. I said that Work This Out changed my life. This song- this- changed the world. The world was never the same after this song came out. Emma can say people have made all the jokes about it and whatnot, and there is a lot to make fun of, but I am here for every single second of it. But of course, the seminal moment that we cannot talk- When he looks into the reflection? No, no, no. Emma, how dare you? He jumps off a large rock. He lands in a sand pit. He picks picks up up sand sand with his hands. And and then, no, no, no. He goes, jazz hands, and lets it all go. This dancing is all hands dance. There's so much hand dancing. He's doing hand singing claw. He's doing hand jazz hand sand. It's the culmination of what you were talking about. His kinetic acting is coming out through song. He also is doing like spinning. He's running at top speed. Top speed. Sprinting like a cheetah through the fucking forest, and then would just spin midair. He's all adrenaline right now, and I'm all adrenaline right now. Also, you have to talk about the reflection. We do have to talk about the reflection. I'm letting you take a lead on this song. We're going to talk about the reflection. I'm just saying, for me, this 
seminal moment is the jazz hands in the sand trap. Like, that'll never be topped. This is, they do fucking Simba. They do, they do. <laughs> Katie says, when well, you remember that Lion King movie, everyone liked, we're going to do that. But with a shittier effect that probably costs twice as much. <laughs> hey, wouldn't this be more Mulan? Like, when his reflection oh, will sorry, show is who is. Well, Simba. Simba, doesn't he look into his dad? He looks at his dad, the father. Well, he, like, he, like, looks at his reflection. But, he his father. but I don't think Lion King invented the looking into the reflection of yourself. Mm, I think it did. But I think thematically, it does Mulan more of your reflection showing who you are inside because the real movie does which is the effect is so fucking bad it's terrible but the, the what the real thing is they do that is very cliche he looks in the water sees his reflection and he goes to see yourself and not recognize your, your face. face and then smack he smacks the water. water smack the water get that reflection you out of here yourself. you hate yourself not gonna stop not, not gonna, gonna stop, stop till I get my shot but then also those lyrics don't make any sense like no. not gonna stop till I get my it's, shot you're giving up your shot for your dumbass friends no it's you it, none of it Emma I agree I hear your critiques you're being hurt why is Trey Bolton a Christ figure? He, he're being heard, but I am taking no notes. That on it lives in my head rent free Okay, forever. so he does this and he has a manic episode. He has a man. And then I, he goes and quits on Short Peg. Yes, he shows up to the day of the talent show wearing a Wildcats t-shirt to show where his, his, loyalties, uh, lie. his loyalties truly lie. She screams at the top of her lungs and he, she, he's like, um, I can't do the talent show. I'm a uh, I'm an employee and employees can't perform. And she's like, no, you're an honorary member because you're a golf pro. And he's like, I asked Fulton for my kitchen job. Back. Yep, I'm back. Ago, back in the camera. kitchen. Back in the kitchen. She's like, Troy, this whole table is gonna be. He full. was also making so much money as a golf pro. He He's too. a fucking moron. For it was like it was like 500 bucks a week or something. Yes. It was crazy. And she's like, Troy, this entire table is gonna be scouts here to see you sing. You can't like not show. But he's like, No, I'm just gonna be their waiter instead. That'll be a great way to meet them. Bye, Sharpay. You're you got what you wanted. The stage is all to yourself. Which is like her hubris backfiring. Hubris. Her. That's what and I'm that, saying. And, yes. that, and that like she should have known Troy Christ would never abandon his flock. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no. I I don't. I haven't known what you mean most of this episode. Then he goes to apologize to his broski, his brother, his brother. And yes, he goes back to the kitchen. He clocks in. He's wearing his waiter garb. The fact garb. that they have this scene and there's not a scene of him like getting back together with Gabriella is so nuts. It's well, it's because they wanted the big reveal, but it doesn't work. I mean, I would him. rather watch this a million times over. Yeah, you want more Gabriella? Is that what you're saying? But he looks to all of his friends and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm really sorry I ruined your show." And I was like, "You did not ruin their show in any way, shape, or form, good sir." But they immediately all accept him back. Um, he's because he's fallen back to the downstairs after living on in the upstairs. The funny thing is it's a crowd shot and then all of a sudden he just turns to Ryan. I was like, why is Ryan in the kitchen? Why is Ryan in the kitchen? He's there. You see, I rewound it. But then there's this weird fucking thing where Ryan's like, hey, I actually don't want to watch my sister crash and burn. Well, no, now it's his turn to be the Machiavelli in the Yeah, this is a fucking lie. This is a lie. Which I forgot. They, they, just, they are they are taking Sharpay down. He does want to watch his sister crash and burn. 100%. He's like, listen, we're all cool. Everything's fine, but you should go and sing with Sharpay. And he's like, do you think so? And they're like, yeah, yeah, go for it. And so he goes to meet Sharpay. Sharpay is like bre- breaking down. Oh, she also had a scene where she tells Ryan's like, Huma Huma's back on. Get your, yeah, get your, get your, co- warrior get your costume and all that stuff. And he's like, nope, suck a dick. Sold it. Suck a dick. You uh, threw me aside like trash and now you want me back. But I have found my tribe. I'm a wildcat now, baby. And then she has a breakdown. And Fulton is, like, trying to calm her. And yeah, she's, she's like, like, full-on crying in her dressing like, room. Like, disheveled, like, diva. Like, I've been a Mascara good girl. Mascara's running. I've lived a good life. Like, just giving a great performance. And Troy comes in and is like, hey. I will sing if you let the Wildcats sing, too. And she's like, ugh. This scene is really cute. I think she does a really good job where he goes, what did you say to me on my first date? And she goes, oh, we bring did. me more iced tea. <laughs> we did also skip no, that. She said, after that, we're all in this together. together. Which, uh, that is, I think, the truth of Sharpay Evans and how her character is best handled, is that she would never want to admit it, but she's a wildcat, too. And also, like, I like the part where, this is very humanizing of her when she says, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he's like, I'll sing with you, but the wildcats get to sing, too. 
they get to, get to get let's have in the show and she goes I just wish you were doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that does lend to me to the belief. It's one line, but it lends me to believe that she does kind of like him. She like, does a little I, bit. Yeah. She wishes that he liked I, her enough. To, I think she's Even blue. if it's just as, like, a friend. Like, she wishes he liked her enough to want to do it to make her happy. But that's what I'm saying. It's after the hubris fall that has happened. She's at her lowest point now, and she's realizing, I wish I you liked me just for being me. Because now I'm not thinking of that power couple structure because I'm at my lowest point. So she agrees. They, he goes back to them and is like, yeah, we're good. And she's and Kelsey's like, yeah, Sharpay told me. And she wants you to learn this new song. And he's like, I can't learn a new, new song, song in five minutes. Thank God someone's a voice of reason here. And that's why you're Christ. <laughs> <laughs> skipping that one. Skipping it. Not going to keep play, Not going to keep playing your game. And so she takes him back to the rehearsal room. They start going over the song. It cuts to the performance. They're all getting ready backstage. And he meets Sharpay and he's like, why did you change songs? She goes, I didn't I don't change know. songs. What are you this talking dress, about? She's wearing is so fucking fabulous, you guys. <laughs> it's like a silver mermaid and, thing. And then Ryan just goes, yeah, suck a dick. You didn't prepare a second song. This isn't your performance at all. I'm the gay angel of love going to push these two together. <laughs> Ostensibly, he calls Gabriella. How else does she know to go there and know the song? 100%. He is their gay angel of he love. He goes out. They introduce it as Sharpay and Troy Bolton. Just Troy comes out. In he's, a wind machine, the solo aggressive. There's so, I mean, I don't know if it's a wind machine. There are people in the audience whose hair is visibly black. I think it was, in the, in the I think it was just a- really windy at a certain point. But he's just saying it first, and then all of a sudden, every day, a voice comes I from nowhere. I did like this part. It's cute. I, it's very cute, but I think it's one of those things where it's like when you're watching this for the first time, you're like, oh my god, she came back. But then you're like, wait, wait is she cool now? Is there, they, Gay they, angel of love. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. But then this starts out as their duet oh, of and no, I'm a, way too deep. This starts out as their duet of getting back together and then eventually they bring all the wildcats in and they even bring Sharpay up into the and circle. Some would say the styling of this is a little bit like heaven. <laughs> and it might be like Jesus welcoming his disciples into the glory and promise of God. The clouds, they're all in white. This movie is a Christ metaphor. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. There's no, I've nothing. You're giving me nothing here. I just say this gives me dirty dancing vibes when all the staff gets up there. And oh, like 100%. This is more dirty dancing than it is the Bible, <laughs> Emma. <laughs> also, it kind of fucked, though. They rehearsed that whole number with Ryan. They get up there for like the last eight count. Yeah, staff they're is very, barely up Like, there. that's what I said. Is this, is this the Wildcat performance, technically? I don't know. And also, how Troy can, and Gabrielle eat up a lot of Also, time. how confused is the crowd? They're like, Sharpay and Troy. And Sharpay is only in like the last five. If I was a Sharpay fan, which I am, I'd be pissed. Oh, she's got to have some die some diehards at that club, for sure. There's some elderly gay men at that club that live for her performances and the Stardazzle Award. <laughs> is Sharpay Evans considered a gay icon? Absolutely. She needs to be, right? Absolutely. Like, I mean, there's been a whole movement. I mean, probably not even at that time, but like, because those men, women, she's theys and gays, we were all young at the time. But then once we all got our girl yeah. pants on and got Twitter accounts, there was a huge movement. Like, even just a few years ago, I'd be like, justice for Sharpay. Like, okay. she's not the villain of this movie. She's a fucking gay icon. Copy that. That's what I was Like, what, her, what, what are her, her, her bad traits? <laughs> Ambition. Wit. Style. Hubris. All gay qualities. <laughs> great gay qualities. And we've established this before. You can't make proclamations on behalf of the gay community. I did I did say in a previous episode that the official animal of Pride Month was the dolphin. Yeah. And I stand by that. <laughs> Again, I'm not touching that. You can cancel it on your own account. I'll let you know next June what the official animal of Pride Month is for next year. Yeah, that's this podcast is going to be 2023, the quail is looking very strong. <laughs> Looks like I- he didn't want to. He's laughing. Why the quail? It's proud. Is it because it, that starts with the same letters as queer? No, that doesn't hurt. All I'm saying, well, that, <laughs> the problem is if you make the quail the official animal, you have to make quail man from Doug the official. No, now you've just made it straight. Don't I'm, Doug is for straight people. <laughs> 
Except for Doug's sister, who is bisexual. <laughs> it's like he's never heard these truths before. I don't. I don't. I can't even picture Doug's sister off the top of my head. The goth one. The cool one. Oh, his older. He has an older yes, sister. Yes. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about now. Um, you gotta Google this for me. I'm sorry, everyone. Welcome to my dad's school musical in a second. Hold on, I don't even remember her name. Judy. Judy Funny. Yeah. The oh yeah. Oh, 100. percent Yeah. All right. I, re- I recognize the character. I didn't remember her being his sister. Yeah. But yeah, they do the everyday number. Sharpay joins in, showing that there's no hurt feelings. Which We're all wildcats. Join the squad by the third movie. Well, she kind of does. That's what I'm saying is she's not against the squad, but they uh, all perform and Fulton comes up. And he's like, oh. Of course, the star dazzler goes to the one and only, and Sharpay takes the microphone and goes, my brother, Ryan Evans. I turned up. He, because he I directed all of this. He put it all together. And I was like, yes, absolutely, 100%. And then it comes to the parents. and like, yes, my boy. So good. Fix Straight that. in the head. Fix that. Incredible, incredible. Then um, it's the, the weirdest, the weirdest scene. The weirdest thing. Where they release Tangled Lanterns into the air. No, just like just Troy and Gabriella. They're all walking on the course, car, golf course with lanterns. Is like, why do they all have to be in fucking weird couples? Like, why do Jason and Kelsey need to be arm in arm? Like, they're not. Are they, they fucking? They're not arm in arm. Yes, uh, they are. No, they're each carrying stuff. I paused the movie to look at this. <laughs> um, they're not arm in arm. Zeke and Sharpay are holding hands, much Which like Troy I and Gabrielle. I like that pairing, so I'm fine with it. They've I set do, that, too. They've set that up. Martha and Ryan is a crime against God. Well, that's why they're not. They're, it's fine. They're, t- but they're arm in arm. No, they're not arm in arm. They ha- they're holding things. I'm telling you, I paused it. Kelsey and Jason might be holding yes, might they be arm are. Arm. And I'm And I, that I'm not a fan of. That I'm not a fan of. They're all on the golf course going to like watch shooting stars or something. There's no context to this scene. Except for the biggest fucking lantern. And then Troy and Gabriella just finally kiss. They make it a big moment. And they just let go in the lantern fly in the sky but only theirs only theirs and it's really weird and surreal I will say though like unfortunately like their kiss pretty hot like you forget sure, they are or they were a real life couple and they, they had good chemistry yeah, but then I thought to myself man I forgot about this weird lantern scene is what they end the movie on so weird and then I was like it's no wait a minute wait a minute here my note is god this ending song fucking rocks 100% they cut to the we cut to the staff pool party where and he is elevated like Christ above Gabriella. it is time for some fun in the sun now that all the hard work work is I done I just love it feels like very um, is it as good as all in this together no but but it does feel like very like teen beach movie it's so campy that they all have the it's mics. Campy. I love the camping stuff. I love that there's the three and the three and they go on the side of the pool mm-hmm. and they like guys we can make a move yeah girls show them we know what we do I just did not know I don't know these words I just went guys and girls but you were like taking a swing at it yeah it's an incredible scene by the pool it has the only Disney Channel also, movie appearance of Miley Cyrus and her little camera as of this taping maybe she'll come back <laughs> fingers crossed that, that, that I remember the movie service where they talk about putting that cameo in and filming this. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. Do not cite the Agent Magic to me, which I was there when it was written. Also, um, the, one of the lyrics to this song is, um, it's not about the future. It's not about the past. And I said, it is about the future. You're fucking 17 and you're about to be seniors. Yeah. So figure out your future. It's going to be a big plot point in the next We movie. will see you in High School Musical 3 senior year. <laughs> They all jump in the pool. It's fun. It looks like the most fun pool party in the world. I would kill a man to be there. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing that le- is left to talk about, we've basically been talking about the whole time, the is, the, is the bloopers. They're all so good. When she takes the bag and like crinkles yeah, it she's Yeah, she realizes she's making too much noise and she's ruining the, the tank anyway. The golf cart blooper is the best. The golf cart is probably my favorite. And he's like, put it in for her. And she's like, it is. 
<laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, that's the best movie of all time. Oscars, uh, wake up. Yeah, you know, I feel like while watching this movie and also while we were going over it just now, I think we did point out a lot of flaws with it. We did the same to High School Musical 1, but like, I think there is a bit more here you could pick apart, and I think that is due to what you're talking I mean, about. There's the no... The, the, the campiness. They have improved upon the first I think. Movie. I think they have I taken... They, no, they definitely have. They've taken so much of what worked from the first there movie. There is less that I complained about, I think, in this movie, because I think they figured out what worked. I think they knew what it was. I think they got a good rhythm of, like, this is what people want from mm-hmm. this. I just think some of the storytelling and, like, character motivation and stuff kind of falls to the wayside, which I'm not mad about. That's not what I come to High School Musical for, if I'm being quite frank. But in oh, terms... You're, you're not here for the storytelling? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm 100% there for the storytelling. I'm there for the characters that I love and the great musical numbers. Um, I think that... I'm there for the art? I mean, I think three probably has the best, like, story to it. I am not a three fan, but I also haven't seen three in, like, a bazillion I haven't seen it. That's why I trailed off, because I realized I had not seen three in a very long time as well. Um, I hate those new fucking young kids, and that's why I never... I don't like them. They're barely in it. But listen, I think there's a lot of things that I can understand if people don't think this is the strongest of the franchise, but you know what? You're wrong. It's incredible, and it may... And, like, I think a lot of it is nostalgia, like I'm talking about. Like, this was a seminal movie in my lifetime. Is it on my top ten favorite films? of all time maybe mm. maybe it means so much to me so good guys can't say it enough I had someone tell me when I said we were doing this episode someone said oh you can just skip two and go to three and I looked at them and I said we can't go we can't talk yourself. anymore yeah, this is my favorite Disney Channel original movie <sighs> I need, to, I need some time to decompress because now it's over. We've done it. Like there's no, there are Alexander Webb for there are no more worlds to conquer. Sure, there's High School Musical 3, but I'm talking for me. That was I, a theatrical release. I, I get, yeah, we'll do a bonus episode. Don't worry, guys. I, I guess I have Wendy Wu to go over, but just like, man. Is this how, how, is this how you felt after doing Stuck in the Suburbs? But it is really crazy to think about, like, this is probably my number two under Stuck in the Suburbs, but it's like, it really is so crazy to think about, like, how much of a phenomenon this shit had to be for it to be that big of a deal that they got this massive budget sequel and then it got moved which, to theaters which then did because better than, they, the, be, than the original because they stuck the landing on the second they one absolutely you're did. not getting a theatrical release if this sucked this did gangbusters 100% as much as a TV movie can do gangbusters like, 100% this did. blew the fucking first one out of the water like I think when you get that you know lightning in a bottle hit of like oh, this thing is a phenomenon people are crazy for this like bad teen musical it's like they're not gonna be able to do it again guess what they did it they again they did it Kenny Ortega they do it three times it. they do it three times absolutely that being said emma where do we go from here what what more is there to be done what are we doing next month oh sorry wait what would you rate the movie 10, <laughs> 10 out of 10 i didn't even ask it because why we did know. you even ask we know i would give it an 11 if possible but, but yeah obviously you knew what we were gonna say emma what are we watching next month is there any like theme i'm supposed to be sticking no you ask me that every month there's not a theme i'm decided since there wasn't a theme i'll pick my own theme there's never and there's so all, that, most months don't September, have a theme as everyone knows is canonically Horse Girl September. Um, Are you proclaiming that much like you did the dolphin thing? Yeah, if you have Hot Girl Summer, you have Horse Girl September to enter into fall. Sure. So we're starting Horse Girl September off with Ready to Run, (laughs) a film that I don't know anything about except I see a horse and a girl who is dressed as a jockey. So I think this is about a woman trying to break through into thoroughbred horse jockeying. Sure, it's got an animal, it's got an obscure score. I love Seabiscuit. All the hallmarks of a classic Disney Channel original movie. Came out in 2000. Emma, are you a horse girl? Um, I do like horses. There, I think there was a time where you were pretty into horses, yeah, I remember. I, I like the idea of horses more than I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a horse conceptualist, Yeah, I like you know? it in theory. And then once you get that close to them and they start stinking like poo-poo, I don't like them so much. <laughs> Okay, cool. I like horses, so I'm looking forward to that. I like them. I like to ride them. I like to see them. Great. We'll be doing that next month, guys, so check back for that. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. 
Uh, I'm at wildfire underscore king on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash lucastyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. But most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast. Give us a like, give us a follow there. Become a loyal decomrade. We really appreciate what you do. But we would also super appreciate it if you could find us on iTunes. With rate and music, review us. Spotify, rate and review us. Whatever lets you mo- rate and review us, please do it. It really helps us out. Also, you should check out all the great shows on audioentropy.com. You'll find one you like. I guarantee it. But I don't. Summer. I no. Well, I, summer. <laughs> no, okay. Well, I don't think there's much, much else to say. Summer. Um, summer. We'll see you summer. next time, guys. <laughs> D comes forever. Golden Throat, this is Jazz Choir. We may have trouble.